Hello and welcome to The Inner Gamer, episode 380. We are your bi-weekly dose of news, reviews, opinions, and discussions, exclusively for the casual gamer. My name is Brian Oski. I'm Austin Morales. And I'm Jason Hobbs. And today on The Inner Gamer, we're going to be talking about Baldur's Gate 3, our full review, our first impressions of Texas Chainsaw Massacre with a special guest that we'll be introducing shortly, and... And we got the uh, Jeff Keighley effect, where people just cannot stay away from him when he's on stage. And then we have uh, the best five uh, showcase from Gamescom opening night live, along with... Is the Red Dead Redemption port actually good? PlayStation Portal, better than expected. And also, the new features of Cyberpunk 2077 2.0. Oh, let's cue that music. Welcome to the It is August 29, 2023. Welcome to the Inner Gamer Podcast. If you want to show your support, you should consider donating or sharing this episode with a friend. You can visit theinnergamer.net slash donate to contribute. And first off, I want to welcome back to the show a repeat guest, a wonderful guest, one of our good friends, Joe from Nerd Sloth Podcast. Joe, welcome to the show. Woo. Hey, thanks for having me again. Yeah. Anytime it's these games that are just like taking my life away <laughs> that's when i have to come because it has just been every free moment that i've had has been devoted to baldur's gate 3 and so i definitely have a lot to say about it and i want to make you guys play it with me i know you two already have by the end of this i'm gonna make you play it with me too i don't think yeah. you will. it's gonna Maybe. be great i don't know i don't know we got four people just here we whole party. step forward <laughs> it's gonna be great i will do what um, i can but yeah, last time we had Joe on the podcast, it was on Elden Ring, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, oh that's, that's right. right. Elden Ring yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. So all the heavy hitting games that <laughs> just like forced me to buy Elden life. Ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Elden yeah. Ring, Tears of the Kingdom, and now we're at Baldur's Gate. So um, definitely bring you on for the best games, obviously. So uh, so this is no exception. Excellent. Yeah. But uh, also, we have an event coming up. You can join us September 14th at Maple Branch Brewery to hang out, play some couch co-op games. We're going to be playing a game called Moving Out 2. And this is a very special event because we're launching our new rebrand. We have been working on a new look for the Inner Gamer. Very excited to unveil it to the world. And if you want to see it first, you need to come to this event. So we'll be there on September 14th from 6 to 9. So you can RSVP on Facebook or meetup.com and come on out, have a drink. And, uh, you know, play some games. It's going to be a good time. So check it out. And we also stream on Twitch and YouTube, sometimes YouTube, if we can get that thing working, each and every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. This week, we're going to be streaming Baldur's Gate. I don't know. It's very up in the air. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at you, but I'm actually like talking actually to talk, Austin. No. Yeah, because we don't know if, That's if fine. Jason's going to play. I'll have a free night. It's true. So may, maybe some Baldur's Gate. We'll see what happens. But anyway, stop by. Say hello. Twitch.tv slash cast. Or, if we're lucky, youtube.com slash gamer if Streamlabs decides to support the uh, support me because it doesn't let me stream right now. <laughs> That's okay. Let's dive into the topics of the week. It's time for us to review, finally, Baldur's Gate 3. We have been playing this game a lot, some of us more than others. I've played now three times the beginning area and have started it. And start another character, start another character, <laughs> and I'm still starting characters probably. 
but it's amazing. We'll talk about that later. Austin, how much time have you put into it, you I think? I got at least 50, if not more. 50 hours? Yeah. Damn, that's nice. Yeah. And then, uh, Jason, you have not played it yet. Zero. Because you're afraid. Zero. I am so terrified. Your life. Get out. Get out. You're no, done. Okay. Yep. I'll get it. And then, Joe, you have beat it. I've beaten it. I've played enough for both myself and Jason. <laughs> I, there we go. There we go. I, all right. All right. I, as of last night, I think I had 150 something hours clocked in. But that's me <laughs> going through the game, playing multiplayer with other people, starting new characters. So it's a oh, combination yeah. of all that stuff. A single playthrough, though, is probably going to take people 80 to 100 hours easily. If you're, you know, if you're not just like rushing through it, which you shouldn't, you got to right. experience this as a story that it is. And man, it is just so good. It's what what so uh, good. classes have you played through so far? And which uh, one's your favorite one? My main class that I played through the first time with was a cleric. Mm-hmm. And then um, fighter I'm playing as also, which is always fun. Eldritch Knight fighter, so we can use magic. Ooh, nice. Um, a necromancer I'm playing on one of my runs, on my evil run. Because, uh, you know, summoning the, de- or summoning like, the summoning dead, the dead is always fun. <laughs> and... Um, uh, wizard is also a really good one. Well, I mean, Necromancer is a chain off of the wizard class. And uh, is that God, the subclass? Yeah, it's a okay, subclass okay. of wizard. Yeah, there's just so many good ones. Barbarians, super fun. If you want to just throw people around, if you have a companion who is a halfling or a, a gnome, you can literally pick them up and throw them Are you as a barbarian. <laughs> so if they need to get like up somewhere, you're like, here, come oh. here. I'm going to throw you up on top of this cliff. Didn't so you know that get, was a thing. I thought yeah. you meant like throw them as a weapon. Like, no. oh, you could do that. I have too. nothing. You're oh, probably seriously? Could, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can throw them into somebody and knock them down. Yeah, yeah. but everyone oh. takes damage at that. point. Everybody takes a little bit of damage, but it's I think worth the, it. the person you hit will go prone. So it's like, <laughs> is it worth it? Maybe. It's worth yes. it. I, I, yes. uh, I was playing with Travis and Sarah, and, and Sarah's playing a uh, druid, so she turned into a cat. Yes. We're back at camp, so I go and pick her up, and I was about to throw her. She's like, no, no, don't throw me. Oh, I would have threw that kid so fast. Well, that's what's like there, there are some, so it's like oh she's gonna die there's some small areas that like only either small races or people who can turn into things like cats or whatever can sneak mm-hmm. through so yeah. it's like if you're just a bunch of big dudes or whatever you can't go yeah. in these areas yeah. like they're cut off from you but it's not like somewhere you have to go it's like sometimes it'll be a shortcut to a different thing sometimes it'll just be like a treasure room or something so it's like there's I advantages to having that. different ways to do different things and like wizards can turn into a gaseous form which means they can just turn into gas and kind of go through these things like wow. a misty step almost. yeah that's okay cool. <laughs> that's insane so favorite favorite one so far favorite class so yeah. far oh that's so hard to say <laughs> i, I want to get this answer because oh, i because yeah, i yeah. know the moment that i go home and start a new character and be like oh this is my new favorite class <laughs> you know what i um i got one if you need more time uh okay yeah you go oh. first so uh i like the fighter Was well how the, many classes have you been playing as so far well i when you technically play as because well, you have other well, yeah, characters have with other, you, but as your main, like, let's go through the well, I was, uh, Okay, go ahead. Um, so Wait, okay. actually, hang on. Sorry, before yes. we do that, I want to like preface like what Baldur's oh, Gate sure, is. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Did we already preface it? Last no, we haven't podcast, yet. Though. Dang! In case you didn't listen okay, to last well, podcast, fuck it. you know, yeah. 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 say that. This could be first podcast. This is going to go on YouTube, so therefore, okay, I got They may not have seen the video. Yeah. Anyway, so people watching the show, Baldur's Gate Three is a story-rich, party-based RPG. This is a CRPG in some ways, unless you play it on console, then it's, I guess, like, I'll still call console RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's still RPG. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but this is set in the universe of Dungeons and Dragons. So I'm sure everybody is reali- realizing what this game is, but I did want to preface, just in case you didn't know, but in this game, your choices shape a tale of fellowship and betrayal, survival and sacrifice, and a 
Lore of Absolute Power. So that's where we are. That's the setup. Now we can talk about classics. <laughs> All right, classics. And, and, and I have beaten it, but I'm not going to spoil anything past like the first act. And even Perfect. that, I'm going to do a light, light spoil okay. yeah, for yeah. anybody who doesn't know. Okay. And this is also like part of the Forgotten Realms campaign of D&D for any nerds who want to know that. So like myself. I remember last time we were talking about this. So it is most definitely connected to the lore of D&D. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's what I was. Uh, yeah, the, the Forgotten verify. Realms uh, campaign, which is like years and years of source books and stuff. But okay. that's the area of D and D that it's focused on. Yeah, okay, got yeah. It. So from top to bottom, you've got barbarians, mm-hmm. bards, clerics, druids, fighter, monk, paladin, ranger, rogue, sorcerer, warlock, and wizard. That's the main classes. But then there are subclasses for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think. If you're counting all the subclasses together, there are a total of 48 classes you yes. can be. Yes. It is ridiculous. It's crazy. I, sounds like D&D. How, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I want exactly. to be this class. And it's like, oh, now I can branch out? How <laughs> yeah. I get, which is the best? Basically, however you want to play this game, you're able to. If you just want to go through it without combat at all, which for the most part you can, play a bard. Like you can talk anybody out of anything or charm them into not fighting you or sometimes fighting, uh, like killing all the other enemies for you. Like there are so many or if you just want to go all in, be a fighter or something because or a barbarian. And then you're just like a brute who's going in and taking everybody out. Druids, you can play the kind that just transform into bears or um, wolves or whatever. Or you can just play the kind that casts nature magic or even uh, spore magic, which is like. Uh, the dark druid sort of that raises like the undead as kind of like fungus people mm-hmm. and they work for them. That. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. That was cool. Oh no, on yours. Oh yeah. Yeah. On yours. <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah. I've been playing. Yeah. I got druid paladin, which I barely played. And then the ranger. And surprisingly, I'm not liking the ranger. Like I do actually playing D and D. Oh, interesting. Cause I feel like I do more damage there. <laughs> Are on like tabletop. Yeah. Are you playing, uh, the Beastmaster role or what are you doing? I think so. Okay. So I like your remember. your pet is like your main kind of focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so they can get out there and take aggro and yeah. always summon the bear. Oh, okay, so you're like a Pokemon beefy. trainer. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but I'm only limited. But I um, when I play Lizelle, the fighter, I feel like I've gotten her. You play Lizette, the fighter. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she, I've gotten her to a good spot where she she can get in there. She can do potentially five different attacks at one time. Because as you get to like level three or four, you mm-hmm. get an extra attack. And bonus action on top of that attack. And then she can set <laughs> off her, uh, what is the thing? She has a uh, second one, not second one. Um, anyway, she, she can refill her. She could do her two attacks and then do a bonus action to do two more attacks. Mm-hmm. And then I have, if I have a, a, a sword, I can pummel, hit them with my, the, oh, yeah. the, yeah. the, the handle. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then she has a base of footwork, so during that time she's waiting to her next turn, she can basically dodge anything. So she's just sitting there. Oh, and then I just got something else where if they miss, I get to have a free attack. Oh, nice. Was that one and of the feats? Yeah. 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 And there's another one I have. Anyway, I was like, she's kicking ass. So fighter yeah. is your favorite. I, I like her so far. Yeah. Yeah. Fox, I want to get this game. <laughs> I'm like, telling you, get it. it. I hate it. It's so in depth, man. What's cool is just like however you want to play it, like pick a class based on that. Because if Austin just wants to like rush in and fight people, then a fighter, yeah, it's the obvious choice because they're going to be the best at that. But if you want to hang back, then a ranger probably would suit you better. Or if you want to be a stealthy class, rogue, absolutely. Because stealth is so powerful in any game, really. But 
It's it's great because watching you play stealth was it's cool mind blowing. Like, so I didn't know how I didn't know how to play a rogue and you play a starian and I just sent them in there like normally. But you're over here like sneaking around, hiding. They lose you and you go in there like backstab. Yeah, like, because massive you can do damage, your sneak attack, sneak and attack, sneak yeah. attack, and you can even do sneak attack with advantage, mm-hmm. any kind of advantage. You don't have to be hidden to do it. If you have if somebody casts true strike on an enemy, then you get advantage on them. So you can sneak attack them while completely visible. Yeah. And that's going to do like double damage or triple damage or whatever it does. And so you uh-huh. can take people out super easily with that. But it, that's not everybody's play style. Like some people don't like to sneak around. Um, but if you just want to cast magic, there's three different magic classes for this. There's sorcerer, there's wizard, and there's a warlock. And all of them work completely differently. Um, if you want to be an intelligent caster, that's where wizard comes in. If you want to be a, a caster based on charisma, then that's where uh, warlock or sorcerer come in. Sorcerer is able to kind of tune their spells better to be like, like okay, I want this spell to have meta magic where it hits two people instead of just one. As a warlock, you have a patron, so it's like you're kind of dedicating yourself to a demon of some sort, and they are part of the story too now. So as a warlock, you're having to like, talk and make deals with your patron during the story as a part of it yeah because they're the ones providing you with your magic basically i, I just my my now permanent <laughs> solo player character is a warlock i just created last night yeah so i'm playing the i'm going the, the fiend route warlock thing mm-hmm. or whatever and and uh, I, I just wanted to use Eldritch Blasts because I've never used Eldritch, Eldritch Blasts Blast before. Amazing. And the thing, yeah. and then, so like when I first started in the first level, I was like weak as shit. And then I was, uh, I was when I went to level two, there was an upgrade I can get that when I cast Eldritch Blast, it adds my charisma modifier to it. So it does one through ten instead of one through ten. It, I think my charisma was plus three. So then it adds three damage so it's to doing that. So like four through 13. Wow. Yeah, and it's an 18 meter range shot that's just a direct shot at something. And I have another ability that um, or that I can, you know, cast like disadvantage. Or I know it's a hex. So I can throw a hex on somebody and I can choose what I want to give them disadvantage on. So I can be like wisdom, intelligence, charisma, whatever. And you can just cast that like sometimes you can cast it multiple times without using a spell slot. So I was just like, holy shit, this is awesome. I need to sit, sit back. As long as they don't get close to me, that's the part I'm trying to figure out is like how to make sure they don't come towards me when you have like, because I don't have my full party yet with that character. So I'm like playing with like two people and stuff like that. So I have my shadow heart lady who's like walking around and she's like trying to like heal and stuff like that. But then the other one I found, I was like, I'm going to jump up on this hill and then it'll give me like a couple of rounds for them to get to me and I can just cast Ultra Blast at them. Nice. And is it pushing back powerful. too? Uh, it does after you get to level three. I oh, unlock okay. an ability okay. that when I hit Eldritch Blast, it'll push them back like four meters. Nice. So that's nice. an optional thing you can put onto Eldritch Blast too. Of course, you're sacrificing something else. Yeah. And as a warlock, you also choose what kind of tomb or something you want, where <laughs> you can either be a weapon, I can't remember, a sword warlock or something, where you bound a weapon to yourself and your charisma modifier is added to it instead of your strength. So you're attacking with a weapon that's bound to you in that way. You can be like a tomb warlock that gets like extra spells. You can be like a, uh, I can't remember what what it's called, but it has like the um, demon pets with it or an imp or something. So yeah, yeah it's a little on. imp you can have run around with you, which is yeah. kind of cool too. Yeah. So, so that I was, was really playing the NPC companion warlock and we're yeah. on a bridge. Which I, one was that? Uh, Will. Will? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I got on the side of the bridge where there was a hole or he was on the opposite side and I went Eldritch Blast. He went, ah! Like, <laughs> yes! Yeah, the push yeah. was great. Screw you! Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, Last time Joe was on the podcast and I was here, yeah. we were talking about Elden Ring. 
Yeah. And after like listening to him talk about Elden Ring, I bought Elden Ring and played it. <laughs> now he's talking about this and I'm like, it's in my cart now and I'm thinking about buying it. It's in your cart already? It's in my cart right now. I just put it on PC? Steam. Yeah, okay, yeah good, PC. Good, good, good. So my question is, before I like make the purchase, what is, what is bad about the game? Like what is like, what is something that you guys, like all three of you like officially like do not like besides the cross play and all that jazz? I, would I think there's a lot of you kind of fell a lot, but then that's the whole point. Is like you have to, you learn and get better. Well, that's normal. And I think you, there's a lot yeah. of for me there was a lot of like lag time with that. It's like oh I went to a battle, not at my best, and I had to like play it over. There was one battle I literally had to play over like ten times until the game actually messed up. And when I reloaded my save, okay, the guy was already dead. Oh, <laughs> like the battle what? ended. I was like, I didn't even get to play the battle. Okay, I mean that seems like a really like small chance of something like that happening. I will say, like as far as the bad goes, we get that out of the way. Like the, it is kind of buggy still, and especially in yeah. the later chapters. First mm-hmm. chapter, pretty clean because that was yeah, I hear that that was early, that was early access, access tested for like three years. So yeah, that's like <laughs> super cleaned up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, act two. A little buggy, but Act 3, that's where it's like, okay, I can see that they haven't had a whole lot of time to clean this one up yet. It's fine. I got through it. I think I only crashed once throughout my entire playthrough, so that's, like, really good. Yeah. But there are times where, like, I had a a druid companion, and then he was in bear form, and he, as I was talking to somebody, he just walked in front of us, and all I could see is a big mass of fur <laughs> as I'm having this conversation. So sometimes some of those things will get a little, yeah. like, glitchy. It's okay. not game-breaking in any way, but it's just funny stuff like that will happen sometimes. Yeah. Or, but they did do a patch recently that fixed a lot of that stuff because there a were also... Fixes a thousand patch. fixes. There were also, like, sometimes in a conversation, you'll just see a cup floating around, like, behind someone. It's like, what is, why is this cup just <laughs> levitating? But... Again, I think a lot of those were fixed. Uh, as far as just pure gameplay, I don't think there's anything I don't like about it. It's difficult, but it's meant to be mm-hmm. as such. I mean, you can set it to a lower difficulty, but even then I've watched some people play it on that one and it had started, still had trouble with it. So it's not hand-holdy. No, it's this, just a yeah, little bit less I, I, pressure. I dropped it down to, on my single playthrough, I dropped it down to the, the beginner mode or whatever. And the only difference that I notice is it just gives you more um, HP. So yes. I started out with 10 HP per character, and then it doubles it to 20 at oh. the starting character. But That's I still cool. died in the first round with playing these little freaking brain creature yeah. things yeah. in the very early part. Like it, so it's it doesn't like, make it still the doesn't make it like stupid yeah. or anything. Yeah. You just get a little bit more padding. Yeah, they have which, the same health. You yeah. get a little bit more health, and that's how they kind of compensate. So that one's like story mode or something yeah. like that. Balance mode is like the middle ground. That's what I played. Um, yeah. Uh, tac- I think tactical or tactician mode is the hardest one. I don't know if I'm smart enough to do that because, Dude, yeah. you know, there's a lot of tactics that go into this, and I want to be able to I don't want to have it to where, like, if I make any mistake, I'm screwed the whole time. That's what I feel like tactician will be. And that's for really smart people. And, I'm, you know, I praise anyone who can do that, but I don't know that I'm one of those people. So yeah. I would recommend playing it on balanced. And if you're having a lot of trouble, just like Brett said, like, switch it down to story and you'll be fine. Yeah. So you can switch it down at any time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Up and down. So it no, doesn't matter when, when or how you If you, you feel do like it. it's too easy, yeah, switch it up. If you like it's too hard, switch yeah. it down. Yeah. But balance, I think, is a really good 
because there were a lot of battles like, yeah, like I had to do them a couple times because it's like, well, I approached this wrong or whatever. But it wasn't any as you autosave or, or quick save, like you can go back a couple quick saves. You don't have to go back to the one you one just did. Just if like in Austin's case, like you got stuck in a battle or something, just go back a couple saves. Unless it was hours ago. It's whatever. But yeah, I was going to say when we to talk about negatives, there's only I see there's three negatives to this game that I've discovered so far. One is that the autosave is very unforgiving. So yeah, you have it, to make sure you save manually a lot. Oof. And I will forget often. Like I, I played an hour and a half last night and was just in the zone and then forgot. And I went up to, uh, well, actually, this is still early in the game, but I went to the mind flare thing that you encounter that's like half dead on the ground. Yeah. And didn't think, oh, like, oh, I should, or last time I played him, I went up and persuaded him to like, or did the persuasion or whatever to get him to not kill me or not eat me or whatever so this time i tried to do it and i failed my check mm-hmm. badly so he kissed me and killed my main character and i hadn't saved since i fell on the ground oh. and i'd already <laughs> gone through a bunch of shit down there i was like fuck and it was like permadeath so i oh, like, so had, like once i had to go back to an old save because it was just my character was dead no, it's well, not. I mean, you I mean there's no permadeath. You can, you can res dead. yourself. Uh, well, I didn't money. have any of this stuff. For oh, that's true. I would have to get back to the camp and then go to the and guy and pay yourself. the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I don't want to do all that. So Oof. I was like, I'm just going back to the save. But yeah. that was the one thing: is the saving. You got to well, really be conscious just, of saving. Yeah, just be conscious. And once you go through it, like you'll start doing. Just hit F5. Yeah, F5 is a quick F5, save. Yeah. Done. You don't have to go to the menu and save every yeah. time or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. That um, the, F5. Yeah. F5, <laughs> F5 is, is super. Yeah. yeah. F5, F8. F8 is okay. quick load. F5. These quick are not save. really negatives. These are just like nitpicks. Honestly, I know yeah. that's what I'm saying. So there's yeah. really so like there's I got two more. Two more nitpicks. Two more nitpicks. Real quick. So inventory. So much inventory. Oh. It's okay. insane. I'm going to give you a recommendation. <laughs> Thank you. For Tell, inventory. Me. Tell me. Okay. For inventory, I know like you'll see those backpacks or pouches yeah. on the ground. Pick those up because yeah. you can put things inside of those backpacks. You yeah. can have as many backpacks Organized. as you want. So yeah. that way you can have like a backpack for your scrolls, oh, a backpack oh, for so your potions. Yeah. Oh. Then you know which one you open that. Otherwise, just a mess of stuff. That's a good inventory. idea. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Does the inventory weigh you down at all? It yep. does. Okay. There is encumbrance, and the more strength you have, the more you can carry. So you're going to yeah. want your fighter characters to carry your heavy stuff. Yeah. But you can also, what's great is like you can, um, like if you hold shift and just like click on whatever, then it will select all the items, and you can right click and just send them to your camp. You don't mm-hmm. have to like take yep. them back to camp. Yep. Just send them yep. to camp, and they'll be there. Oh, that's nice. For you to yeah, sell right? or something. Yeah. It helps out a lot. No. Um, so inventory third and final thing oh, sorry. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say so inventory save. yeah it's a, it was a little annoying at first but once you get used to it you're like okay there's all these things I can do to mitigate yeah. the problems I'm having okay. that's smart I forgot about the, the backpack thing I definitely want to try that um, the third thing is just that there's just so much to this game. It's just, it's all good oh, content. Yep. It's, a, it's so a bad. Good problem now. That's like, my, why that's is this game issue. so shitty? It's so much good content. <laughs> the worst thing yeah. is that it's really good. It's yeah. Really good. <laughs> yeah. Like after my first playthrough, I immediately wanted to go back and start over because I knew my next run would be completely different from yeah. my first one because yes, I'm going to make yes, different yes. choices. If I'm a different class, you get class like dialogue oh, yeah. options. Like yep. I, I was a cleric, so I was getting a lot of like cleric of tier options where it's like my this is what my god would say kind of Mm. stuff and they respond to those things in unique ways so it's like no matter what class you're playing 
how you're going through it, like whether you're doing like neutral, good, bad, whatever, yeah. there it's going to play differently. Supposedly, there are like thirteen thousand endings. That seems like a stretch, but maybe with all the like small, all the subtle like, nuances, subtle I can nuances. see there being a lot. Yeah, yeah. So my next question, like, let's say I get this game and I invite you guys to my party. You can't bring your own character into my party. You no. have to create a new one. Yeah. Correct. And those yeah. characters are locked with my party. Yes. Yeah, so you want to start like a single-player game for yourself yeah. and then a multiplayer game with friends. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like having a D&D session, basically. Okay. That was their that idea behind yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. It's like you're not going to have like all the time to dedicate to doing this campaign all the time. So just wait until your friends can all get together and continue your current campaign. And what I like also about this is like, so for example, I have a campaign right now with with uh, Austin and Joe. Yeah. And they have characters in my game. But I can play with Austin or I can play with Joe and then we just control either person's character as an AI mm-hmm. while they're not here. So it's not like I have to have them you there. You have to have them there. Uh, yeah, I don't well, have what, to. What happens so. if that character gets killed off and you just like, you can revive them. You can revive them. Yeah, there's yeah you spend, oh, spend gold to re- spend bring gold them back to re- for yeah. life. Yeah. You don't have to revive people. And that's like, yeah, that's true. there are times where in the story and I'm not going to say who, but like, and it's going to be different for everybody. Like some of my characters died uh, for story reasons or just left the party. Cause they're like, I don't like the way you handled that. Yeah, I'm leaving. Yeah, and they're just, it'll tell you like they're gone permanently. They're gone for good. You cannot bring them back. So your choices matter and you could keep all the party members. I'm sure. But there are also some where you're going to, you, people have different kind of, uh, mentalities when it comes to the choices that you're making. So click it, man. Click it. He, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking about it until <laughs> you click buy. He's on the purchase yeah. for my I mean, how much this thing? Look, really, the only negative I found was that it kind of lags sometimes in between the story bits, which oh, is really? fine. And what you yeah. expect, I mean, you got to get through certain things. You get sidetracked to do side quests. And for oh, me, I think you meant like like the game like performance <clears throat> lag. But you just mean like oh no no the, like, like actual like storytelling. Game, okay, yeah yeah. It. Like I felt like it's really strong early on. You get through like it's quick to go to the druid camp and there's drama there. And then you go to the goblin camp and there's drama there. And you know you oh man, it's just all this stuff is like really good at some points, but then like it kind of falls off where I'm at right now. I, I don't know where you are exactly, but Act Two is I such got to that good thinky camp. Okay, you're still pretty early. Act yeah, Two yeah. is so epic. Like it could have ended the game there and been like we'll release more later in different chapters, mm-hmm. and I would have been satisfied because it is so epic the scale of it, and then you're like, oh, there's more after this, Holy after this hell. thing I just did. So in Act 3, is that when you go to the big town, Baldur's That's Gate? when you go to actual Baldur's Gate. Okay, and, and apparently I thought that, that was going to be gigantic. short, but that was that was probably the longest chapter, is like, because you're there <laughs> and all these surrounding areas, and you're doing so much in that town that it's like, wow, I had no idea it was this expansive. That's kind of wild. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. So, uh, final question. Yeah, yeah. Um, in-game content. <laughs> Is there like more stuff to do after you beat? Because you said you restarted campaign and all that jazz. Or once you beat it, this is it? Once you beat, it, there's not really in game content. Once you beat it, like that's it. But I I would challenge you to uh, try to not play it again after you go through it, and mm-hmm. then think about the choices that you didn't make, and be like, okay, I'm gonna go back and make these I'm choices. Need a notebook or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need a recap. Yeah. yeah. Cause like I'm just gonna say like at the so at the very beginning through. that you were talking about with the with the druids and the goblins like you can choose to side with either the goblins or the druids or somewhere in between and so that's like a really cool way to just like branch off your story early on okay and the decisions that you make affect like the world around you okay and 
the, there's characters that you're, you're saving along the way that can change everything or just sacrifice them and change it to something else. And I don't know what these different changes are because I'm not looking any of it up. I'm just going with it as I go. So I know what my playthrough is like, but yours is probably going to be completely different than mine was. And that's what I really appreciate about this game yeah. is how much variety there is yeah. in it. Even like it's it's turn based tactics, so it's not everybody's gameplay style, but I think it flows so well and quickly in this one that I don't think you'll have an issue with it, even if that's not your typical uh, even if you prefer like action based RPGs. Mm -hmm. Usually I think this one's like a really great version of tactical RPG. Yeah. You already purchased it. It's yeah. in my cart, though. I know. <laughs> that helps. Uh, I yeah. do. I do want to say, like, I, I, I would encourage everyone not to save scum. And what I mean by that yes. is, like, there are going to be choices that you have that seem really big. Don't you can, but don't save it before that choice is made, so that you can go back if it doesn't go the way go you, the wanted, way you it wanted, to. wanted to. Because then you're just you're you're changing the story based on what you want, not mm -hmm. the dice. You're completely Live negating decisions. Yeah. You're negating the purpose of the dice in general. If you're just like crafting it to only success, mm -hmm. because sometimes fun things come out of failures of yeah. those dice rolls or different scenarios that get you something better than you thought would have gotten you yeah. in the first place. Yeah. There was one mission where this dwarf was trapped between all these like um, explosive barrels and stuff. And he's like, dude, you got to get me out of here. Like I need to get back to my guy. Uh, yeah, explosive fun guy. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah. And he's like, I got to get back to my wife and it's whatever. It's like, okay, well, I don't know how to get you out of there. And then I accidentally did something that blew up all those mushrooms and <laughs> yep. killed him. Yep. I went back to his wife and I was like, oh man, I'm sorry. Like your husband died. I meant to save him. She's like, oh no, good riddance. Like he was terrible person i'm glad he's dead it's like oh okay so as you know that that was actually what yeah. was gonna happen yeah so it's like oh okay so i could have saved him but that wouldn't have been good for her yeah. because she didn't like him anyway so it's like the good choice in that case was the accident that i made in accidentally blowing him up yeah yeah that's yeah, awesome. we talked about this because i was like i'm saving all the time and i always go back if i don't get my right outcome and why that's that's no fun that's like if you're playing D and D and you're yeah. just asking a DM, like, let me reroll that D twenty. Yeah. Well, see, I like I like that. I want someone to be like, sorry, this is what you have to live with. I wish in the game it'd be like, you can't just go back. Like, you could go back, but you need to go back like way far to come that, back to this point. Like, I want to be like, this control is, comes. In. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is what you have to live with. You don't need somebody to hold your hand, man. I know, but it's a game. It's not like real life. Well, the choices I make in real life, I can't just go back. But in the game, you had the ability. Well, the DM, and that's what everyone likes in life. Same difference. Go like, back yeah. and that's why I think when Baldur's Gate Four <laughs> comes I've, out and they have like an actual either uh, yeah. like person running it, that, mm. where you can create your own campaign in the game and have yeah. these like your friends come in and you're like, no, you rolled it, you're done. That'd Move be on. nice. That'd be <laughs> cool. But I have been taking more of your advice um, after playing with you because you know we we got in the Goblin camp and there was a gnome on the windmill. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, oh, we should just use the illithid wisdom. But I didn't say anything to Brett. So like, it's Brett's game. I'll let him decide. Obviously, we had to fight the goblins because he failed his checks to, I forgot what you were trying to do. But Well, I, I think I, I, I think I, well, yeah, I, I did fail a check. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a critical fail too. Well, like we got in there and it was looking super dire. Like, oh, I'm yeah. like, I already know we're going to have to restart this battle. And normally I've been like, I'm just going to restart it. Like, and then play it again and see how far I get. Yeah. But like, is your game, so I'm not gonna tell you what to do. So I was like, let's just see where we get. And yeah. somehow, Joe pulled it out of the bag. He he did 32 crit damage to one goblin. It was a, like, it was a rogue. He was stealthing around because I kept having to like 
part of it was like luck of like, please miss me when you shoot your arrow at me or whatever. But otherwise it was like, okay, you can see what their line of sight is. If you hold down shift, you can see like the red. So right. what I would do is on my turn, I would try to walk out of their line of sight and then stealth and walk a little bit more because they know where you are when you first stealth. So if you just stay there, sometimes they'll just come over there. That's and where the little it. step, the yeah. shadow character the shadow is, will yeah. stay there. But if you move after your stealth, they can't see you, obviously. So you're trying to just, and so I just managed to dodge out of the way of everything on three and health slowly pick them off with three health the whole time and so that was like some of it was luck but some of it was just strategy and just yeah. trying to get out of there and that's All where right. it's like i the, encourage you <laughs> i purchased it just hearing them talk about the rogue that's what i want to play as i've been dying well, then to play I, D &D. I was thank the you. druid yes thank you <laughs> i was the druid and i was like there's just no way like there was a point where it's like uh, i can attack maybe miss and I don't know what else, like, that was it. And I was like, just got to be something to do. And then I was like, oh, I have a speed potion. So it gives me another action. So I oh, can heal. Oh, my God. I got, I got a chance to heal, which saved me. Yes. The next, the next time I got hit, and then I was able to do damage, and I think I killed something. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like, I wouldn't have stayed this long to see this play through, because I feel like it's a waste of time in mm. my mind, because I just want to get to the story bits. I want to succeed. And I, I guess I'm getting... I, I kind of get like God of War ish. It's like, yeah, here's this point. You die, you come back, you get through it, and it's like you're you're kind of spearheading through through the missions, through the levels, get to the story, listen to the dialogue, and I, yeah. I find that exciting. And here, it's just kind of like, yeah, you kind of do have to slow down, take the hits. Yeah, I mean, because the fighting the pain. is part of the story, and the way that and I fights, like the fighting, I like the, the fighting is great, and the fight, the way the fights end up can really affect the story. Like there mm -hmm, are NPCs yeah. if they die during the fight. They're just gone. But if they're if they survive, sometimes that'll really be a boon to you and they'll come back and help you later on in some way. Yeah. Okay. And and otherwise they're just out of the story <laughs> completely. And so like crafting that's why I like say encourage you to just like go with things as they fall. Allow things to just happen. If somebody dies, just let them die. If they're a party member, you can bring them back. But if they're an NPC, they're just gone from that world and you know who knows how it's going to be affected. It's not going to game over your world. It's going to, you're going to keep moving, Yeah, but that could benefit you or not later on. You don't know. Mm -hmm. So just let it play and just see what happens <clears throat> and play with friends when you can, because that's the really fun part is just like yeah. those exciting times like that is where it gets really cool where you There's have those no epic battles where it's like, it's looking so bad. There's still like three of their little like, uh, wargs or whatever. They're dogs that are super powerful there's two goblins left. There's two of us. How are we going to do us against four people? And we managed. Skin of our teeth is great. So yeah. question on the uh, the multiplayer. How many people can play up together? Is it just four? Four. four. Yeah, because yeah. four is your max party size. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. I bought it. It's Woo. downloading now. Hell yeah. There's four spaces, four also. of us. Great. We'll yeah. start a new party. I love Hell it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make a barbarian. Is, so I I'm thought kind of I might want to make this. a rogue. I thought I might have a problem like playing the game again mm -hmm. but then being able to just like oh i want to try this now oh i yeah. want to try that now like i don't care if i have to play you know the, the intro from level. the story yeah. from the start again i've done that a couple of times for that reason like when you start it'll take a minute to get used to it but once you get used to it you start strategizing in your head like oh what if i'm a rogue but i take the thief route instead of the arcane trickster route how will that play out differently yeah, yeah. the character sheets in this is just so so in depth like the <laughs> amount of customization physically and like as far as like tactically you can do to your character it's just unreal how much there is to 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 
to manage and build out. And then as you level up, your character just gets so much more powerful and you can like, you know, swap out different play styles and things like that too, as you evolve further. And it's just, it's kind of amazing that, I mean, like you were saying, like a bard, like you can run around and like never have a combat encounter. Yeah. Like that's insane. Uh, I, I would say don't, whatever you play, don't judge your class off the first three levels because yeah, yeah. you're not really going to know what they can actually do until like level four or five. And that point they're kind of like set in like a, you still have a lot more you can do. You go up to level 12 in this game, but you, you won't really know what you're capable of fully until around right. level five because wizards or spellcasters in general start really badly because they have like one spell slot. So you can cast like one thing and then only <laughs> cantrips from that point. But once they level up more, you're casting all kinds of crazy stuff. You're teleporting people all over the map doing like you can, uh, like telepathically grab somebody and throw them at another enemy or something. I throw an enemy at an enemy. Yeah. Like it's great. All the different things you can do. You can turn somebody into like a, not a cheese wheel. There, the, there's, <laughs> there's a genie that will turn you into a cheese wheel at some point. So just know that, but there's different things you can turn people like, I, I can't remember what it is like a sheep or a frog or something turn enemies into just a polymorph ability. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every class can be fun. Just give it a chance to pan out. Don't judge it off the first few levels is yeah. my main point. Yeah. So how does the story progress through the axe uh, without spoiling too much? Uh, so what, what I think everybody knows at this point or what you'll find out in the first like two minutes of gameplay is you have been um, abducted by Illithids, which are Cthulhu's basically. And they have put a, um, a worm or a tadpole into your head. And what that's going to do is in a very alien like fashion, it's going to spawn another Illithid or it's going to turn you into an Illithid. But for some reason you're not transforming as you would expect to at this point. And so part of the mystery of the game is you with all of these companions you've come across who also have these worms in their head. And so the reason that your party's together is trying to figure out how to get rid of these or find out why they're in there in the first or why you're not transforming. And um, I, so primary mission, get slug out of head. <laughs> Secondary mission, just solve mystery of why slugs in head and not transforming you. And past that, save the world. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> is from, from good, yeah good. from the illithids. So but it's like yeah, we we talked about last time a little bit. And I, I heard some people talk about this on the podcast on different podcasts, and I was, thought it was a really good point in that in a game that has so much choice and so much like stuff everywhere to do. I love the fact that like the driving force of this game is that you have a thing in your head and you're trying to get rid of it. Like it's the simplest like main story beat that possibly can exist to allow everything else. Life to yeah. be so powerful and that you know it's not like let's open this grand huge thing and you got 10 different characters you're introduced to in the first five seconds and you got to know all these different things it's just like i gotta get a scene on my head yeah i don't like it you want to get that thing out of your head too right let's party up yeah. and figure it out together <laughs> that just makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. it's like uh, nice and simple and i appreciate that exactly um and you forget pretty quick about the thing being in your head it's the main part of the story, but you're doing so much else that it's yeah. like, I can't concentrate on that right now because like I'm trying I, to survive. I gotta save this person. Mm-hmm. I gotta save I gotta this gotta person. I gotta help people from hating each other and save killing this each other, village you know? because maybe they can help me get this worm out of my head. Who knows? And um, you also have the capability of um, either holding back and trying to just like survive with what you have or 
you can at whatever risk you want to like power up the worm in your head to like kind of embrace it and become more I guess use more powers based on your psychic abilities. Yeah. You don't ever have to do that, but that's an option that you have too is like, let me embrace this. Embrace the darkness. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're did, like, did how's you that embrace gonna- it? Uh, no, I did not okay. because I was, I was scared of what it was going to do. I didn't know what it was going to do to me. And so I, <laughs> I got two of the powers. One was I can dash forward and push enemies back yeah. or I can get in the middle of enemies and then have a, a, uh, a circle that I push back. So I was oh, okay. also on a bridge and I was like, ah, and I killed like three enemies at once. So that was nice. That's what's really cool, too, because it's kind of like a basic, not a hidden class, but it's like a different class you're playing altogether because yeah. you're yeah. using those abilities instead right. of your main class abilities. So it's like if you want to just embrace the embrace the tadpole, do it. Like, <laughs> if you want to play that yeah, way, it's like each, each of your companions yeah. <laughs> can use those powers. So you yes. find tadpoles over time and you can give them all yourself. Or you can spread it amongst your people. Yeah, they're not going to yeah. want to, but you can persuade them to do it. It's like, well, come you on, take for the greater power good. And it helps level you up. Yeah, oh. so you're basically yeah. like eating other worms. You get one and you get one. We all have worms. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so you think that uh, the story does a good job of like progressing through the acts and creating this feeling of urgency and, and like I think heroism. So. Especially as you start like getting towards the end of Acts, Act Two like really had a profound effect on me. Where I was like, "This is amazing! I haven't played a game with a story this strong in so long that it just felt really refreshing and challenging in the right kind of way, and just like rewarding after I was able to progress past that point." And right. then. Full of surprise because I didn't look anything up, so I didn't know what was going to happen next. And I'm like, oh, man, that is insane that this is like what the next part's going to be. And then it's like, okay, well, how's this going to go? And it's just figuring it out as you go. And that's the fun part for me, the surprise of it. So did you have a good ending or a bad ending? I had a good ending, okay. I think. Yeah. I would is say it, is overall it, uh, good ending. Does it tie up all loose ends or is it just like, hey, you did the thing? Yay. I think, I, think it, <laughs> I mean, it tied up. Most loose ends. The only loose ends I would say I had was like um, one of my companions was affected greatly at the end of this in a way that some could perceive as good or bad. I'm going to be really vague there. One of them was killed completely as part of the story. And but it's not going to be the same person for everybody who's playing through it. It, I I don't know if it's how it's randomized or whatever, how this party thing happens. But you might lose, you'll probably lose a different party member than I did. And like I was saying earlier, like I, I had a party member just up and leave because she didn't like the choices I was making at a certain point. And it's like, well, yeah, we I guess I have to accept to that, that. I guess. Yeah. 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 And you, you can also sleep with everything and everything wants to sleep with you. I want to <laughs> add that. It doesn't matter who you're talking to. If they come back to your camp at a certain point, they're going to try to seduce you. Yeah, And you can accept yeah. what you want to do with that. You could be level one and they still want you. You don't have to be powerful. Yeah, yeah but they'll think you're powerful and you're That's like, true. you That's just true. go with it. Powerful in your pants. As <laughs> long as I don't catch anything. Good. <laughs> I've been through... Well, you've already got worms. Oh, yeah. So. Well, there, there that is. I'll just spread them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, that I have worms. <laughs> Great, me too. <laughs> Oh yeah, this this is very well could get game of the year. Like well, I almost I, have no doubt at this point. As much as I think, are we going to stream it this Tuesday since I purchased it? <laughs> yeah, we can. We should. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we should. so I have a question because I've asked you this, Austin. Yes. I think you were, I think you were not sure yet, but maybe you change your mind now. But 
we've had you guys have talked about your love of Tears of the Kingdom, and that came out this year as well. Yes, I know this is a diff- very different game. Yes, but if you were to qualify right now between the two of them, which one would win your vote? Like, which what are you leaning on, Tears of the Kingdom or Baldur's Gate three for your game of the year? If these were the only two options, yeah. For right now, it would definitely be Baldur's Gate three for me. Like Tears of the Kingdom, I bounced off of because like it was fun at first and it was very novel. Like it had an interesting novelty to it, but I just it got repetitive to me after a while. To where I was like, I don't want to build a a cart to go here. I don't want to carry this goblin over to his friend. Whatever. Like I, I don't know. It just got boring to me. That's just a me. I know (gasps) it's a great game. Happy. (laughs) It it can be boring. It can. But (laughs) it just got the story wasn't compelling enough for me to continue through it. So what is your game of the year so far with all the games you've played? It's got to be BG3, Baldur's Gate 3 for okay. sure. And that's not to say there weren't other great games. I really want to play Remnant 2. We were talking about that earlier. <laughs> oh. And I don't know if y'all talked about that on the last podcast yeah, or whatever. Did. Okay, so I need to listen to that one. But that one's one I really want to play. I was going to, but then Baldur's Gate 3 interrupted my life right. and has <laughs> become like enough. my free time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Now I would say it's Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate Three, just because of all the yes. instances that you you can create these stories. Like you know, we had this interesting battle that barely got out of alive, and that's going to stick with me for a while. And just how much content's in here, and yeah. then I can play with four, uh, three other people, and it's like, okay, this is going to be great. I can, all too, the different so, classes, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. for now, <laughs> for now. Well, <laughs> I, this is the closest to playing D anD D with your friends digitally mm-hmm. that I have ever seen i yeah. think yeah there are some other good games out there like wildermyth that has a very you know it's got a great mode to it to where you're playing D ish stuff with friends you craft your own kind of campaign stuff but this one's just so vast that you can really have a lot of fun with friends and your story is going to be completely different than your solo story probably so that's well, where it's really exciting and what i love what i really like about it too is like it's a very dense game with a lot of mechanics you have to figure out very quickly but because it is built in the D and D world, having come from playing D and D, it's all familiar. You know, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. I've played a sorcerer. The sorcerer has my twin spells, my meta magic, all that stuff that I'm used to. It's got my shield that Travis hates yep. as a DM. Yep, like all that stuff exists here, and I love that I can just jump into. Like I played a barbarian on D and D. I played a monk in D and I've now played a warlock on here. But it's like I I get how this all works. So having come from a D and D background, like this makes the complexities that would normally pull me away from a game accessible because it's just like, I, I know it, you know, mm-hmm. I get it kind of on that note. I always play a ranger just cause I like it. Right. I can stay back on tabletop D and D and you know, I like what they do, but now being meters. able to branch out and try different things like, uh, your companion, who's the, uh, the, the barbarian, uh, Carlec. tiefling. Yeah. Like it's really cool. Like I made her a, uh, spell, Rage or she has a spell rage. So when she oh. rages, oh, so she gets a random barbarian. spell. Yeah. A spell. Oh, that's cool. And one of them is she can teleport anywhere she wants to. Oh. Or when you in your rage, you just like an explosion. Or you can you can summon this one thing that's like a jellyfish thing, and it will explode next to whoever you summon it by. So I was like, what? That's, that's awesome. like a wild magic know. sorcerer. Yeah, where you as you cast spells, like the higher spell level spell you cast or whatever. The, there's a chance of some random other magic thing happening as you cast, but it could be good or bad. Yeah. Like maybe you'll light your friends on fire or maybe you'll blow up the whole enemy team. It's like <laughs> a risk reward type thing. Yeah. And just to have that wild magic going on. Um, something. Cool. Yeah, God, what else is I going to say? 
I have so many thoughts on this game. <laughs> Continue talking, though, Austin. But that's it. It's like I never would have known that this was possible if I didn't have this game. Yeah. Because I, I like the Ranger for what it is. Mm-hmm. But, man. And I God. think, like, the main reason why I want to get this game is because, like, I miss D&D. I miss, like, playing D&D with friends and all oh, that. Yeah. But now we have friends that are, like, like out of state, out of town and stuff like that. So we can't get together like this. Yeah. And then, like, whenever COVID happened, that was hard to get people around and get back together. I think this is a good balance where I can still get that feeling again yeah. and not be around you guys because I don't want to be around you guys. Either, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I, understand. I understand exactly. And I will you say stay this. at home in your underwear. Yeah, my underwear would be fine. And Stop naked, coming over you know, here in your underwear and yeah. naked. It's yeah. great. And this does look visually a lot better than Roll20, not going to lie. So yeah. Yeah, it's got yeah. some pretty good looking visuals. What's so. really cool is like in the same way in D&D, if you just want to be like a flute master and like that's how you go through your battles, you can do that in this. Like become a bard, have a flute and just be like my, per- the bushes. <laughs> my performance. You just be like my performance is so good. It's like evil that, dead. <laughs> that no one will kill me because I'm just entertaining them all. Yeah. If you like if you're a bard and you're in town playing music, people will give you tips because if you're if you're passing your performance test because people are like Man, this guy's awesome they'll come dance around you and just give you money so there's <laughs> just so many different cool ways you can play this yeah exactly <laughs> they're tossing you lots of coins well i'm very excited yeah i'll probably no, start up my character tonight if i good shit man so you can be a rogue huh yeah i'm gonna be rogue nice i love playing as a rogue so with rogue you can be a thief mm-hmm. an arcane trickster which is like a magical type rogue or a uh, an assassin, which is just great at ambushing and starting battles. That's probably basically. the one I'm going with. This assassin, assassin yeah. ducky, Hell makes yeah. sense. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Baldur's Gate three, game of the year. Um, I feel like you could talk <laughs> hours more on this game, but it's definitely well deserving. Larian Studios, they've continued to put out masterpieces after Divinity: Original Sin two, such a great game. Mm-hmm. Went into the game that they loved and grew up on, Baldur's Gate one and two, and they were like. We're going to make a Baldur's Gate. And they made a Baldur's Gate. It is so good. And we highly recommend everybody pick it up. This is, what, a $60 game? So I yeah, think on 60. Yep. $60 game with enough content. <laughs> like, it's amazing. I just can't believe that there's so much content in here. I mean, I can't wait till people start modding it. Like, I bet, uh, well, I don't know if they do that. I was like, I, I could imagine people like creating their own worlds and that's what i'm here. hoping for like Baldur's gate 4 is like you can pull oh. these npcs out and like create your own storyline and your own path That'd be awesome. and you can actually run it almost like a evil dead the game where you're like playing oh, as yeah, the, the spirit but you mm. can just go around and follow these your your characters will follow other people's characters and just start throwing stuff out. and that'd be the next that'd step well cool. supposedly the D team is doing that right now like they're making a 3d engine yeah oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. supposed to be like you know where you can make like your own but obviously it's not going to have as much good control as this but yeah you'll still have three environments you can like put your players in it and yeah. And you don't have to make a nude mod for it because everybody can be naked in this game. That's true. You, I, I, at the beginning, you choose the size know? of your genitals. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or not yeah. the size. I'm sorry. Don't you choose the There's six different penises yeah. and there's three <laughs> different Volvos. Okay? He's running so, at me with a look, club. That's I a was, stick. <laughs> yeah. I, I made my Dragonborn Paladin and I looked at it and it's like, oh, I have a dick. I have a scaly dick. <laughs> I didn't realize that they would have a dick. I thought they'd just be, you know, like all lizards and not yeah. 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 How are you supposed to make a Boston? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I have a tale for those who. Uh, <laughs> wow. 
Oh, good stuff. So that's yep. Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> Larian Studios. Killing it. Love it. So good. If you live in Texas like we do, you know that it's hot. It's hot. hot. <laughs> and it has chainsaws. <laughs> I, lo- I mean, and, he's not wrong. I love and, it. No, I love and that's, it. That's what we got. I love it. He's not wrong. Because today we're going to talk about first impressions of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre developed by Sumo Digital. Joe, you've been playing this game. Tell us why we should play this game or why we shouldn't. Is this worth our time? Well, his first impressions on it. Yeah, I not, played not it. Like, hey, y'all need to play this. But, you know, it's first impressions. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah okay. first impressions. I, I, I played know. it for about an hour last night. So I have Perfect. very first impressions. But what I need. I'm coming off of playing uh, the Friday the 13th game with a similar concept, which is in that one, your four survivors running from Jason. In this one, your four survivors running from a cannibalistic family from Texas. And Yay. yeah, in the heat. so you in the heat. <laughs> so your your leather well, somebody so it's four versus three, three killers versus four survivors. So it's different in that way. There are multiple ways to escape or survive in this one versus Dead by Daylight, which is just like hang people on hooks, prosper. You know? Uh, <laughs> th- so but this one is interesting because it's like Everybody who you're playing as on the killer side and the survivor side has different sort of abilities, things that they're better at than others that can really help you strategize. It's like, okay, this person on my team is really good at sneaking around. This person's really good at unlocking doors. So you go do this. I'll go do this. You'll go on your own little missions. Then somebody's probably going to be chainsawed along the way or killed off in some ways. You're like, well, now I have to change my whole strategy. So it's like that's why having three killers instead of just one like usual is makes it really intense. And so far in the games that I played, I I won a couple, lost a couple, but they were all fun and exhilarating. Mm -hmm. And I was playing with one of my friends last night and they were the last survivor. And so I'm just like spectating them as they're going through it and they still managed to escape. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't know how you did that, but you snuck around in such a way and were quiet enough to where they were not able to find you. You're able to get out that door and sneak out. But then as they were going towards the road, when they got to the gate, you could hear the chainsaw getting closer and closer. <laughs> oh, to them. So it's shit. like, well, that person is chasing you down. When is it going to be, when's the match going to be over? And, they finally reached the end of the road and got there. But that chainsaw was so loud. Like even me not being the one who was playing at that point was nervous. Like my butt was clenched (laughs) just waiting for them to get either sawed up or escape. And either way it would have been an entertaining match, but you know, I'm glad we won at the end of it, but I still had fun in the times that I lost. So that's why I would say, if you like those survival types of games, if you're a fan of the Friday the 13th game especially, but if you like Dead by Daylight, I think this one has a lot more variety, and so it's going to keep me coming back for more. And there's a whole nother layer of it, like Dead by Daylight, where you're leveling up, you're unlocking different perks and skills and stuff. I haven't delved into that part at all because I'm so early into it, but even just the base game without all that stuff is a lot of fun. Okay, so going as like, you said you played as Survivor and Killer mm-hmm. already. So going as going in as a Survivor, like how does it open up and what is the, the main task is to escape? What are, what are the like kind of the tasks to escape? Yeah, so there are three maps like and, and I've got to play all three of them or okay. six if you count day and night cycle, whatever. But uh, you're starting at least the ones I started on 
like kind of hanging upside down mm-hmm. by your feet because you're essentially already captured and you're just trying to escape this house or gas station or wherever you end up. Um, but even in the first thing you're doing, you have to be quiet. I don't know if on this video, you, okay, like right here, you see that meter on the left. Yeah. Like sometimes that's a sound meter. And if you tap the escape button too quickly, E on the keyboard, and I think it's A on the controller, okay. then you'll make too much noise and then you'll alert them to where you are. And so they're going to come after you. They're going to see you on their map, whatever. So you have to balance like the speed of trying to get out of these things with that noise, noise. letting that noise oh, die down. Okay. That's interesting. And yeah. whenever the noise is like up or high, the killers can, it, you're can highlighted. S- yeah. The they can s- like right there. Like yeah. th- that person's very, where you can see the red around it. He's yeah. making a lot of noise right now. So the killers know exactly where he is. Sometimes it's worth it if you just need to get something done fast. And you're like, okay, I'm going to escape if I do this. So let me just make as much noise as possible just to get it done. Okay. And with lock picks, you have to kind of move the uh, screwdriver around until it like highlights oh, green like- <laughs> and stop and like worry about the noise. So that's a little bit more complicated. But as it should be, you're picking a lock, mm-hmm. but you can't just do it without a lock pick. So you have to find a lock pick in the level, unlock these doors. As the killers, there are some killers who can like put padlocks on doors so they can like relock it or whatever to slow you down. There are some killers who have really good hearing. So even if you're just walking around, if he's like focused on the right spot, he'll be able to call it out to his family like, hey, they're over here. Mm -hmm. There are ways to like incapacitate the killers. You can't kill them as the survivors, but you can at least stop them temporarily so you can get away, hide in a corner. Yeah, I noticed that. How far does it like? I noticed like one guy ran up and stabbed one of the killers. Like how long does it take for the killer to get back up? Does that give you plenty of time? It gives you plenty of time to do something like this, which is hide Hide. in the shadow or Mm -hmm. something like you can see them. But I don't know if that's the killer behind the couch. That's another person. Okay. Because one of the killers can crouch like that too and sneak around like the survivors can and squeeze through like cracks in the wall and (laughs) stuff like the survivors can. So it's like, you're kind of like, like this guy right here is the one, the cook who can hear really well, but it's real easy to hide if you're sticking to the shadows and staying very quiet. Okay. Like now he got revealed because she closed the door on him. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah. like my uh, question is, is mostly you said you started off inside the house or inside of a location. Yeah. What are kind of like the tasks in order to escape? You just have to break out of the house and run away or uh, there are usually like, like one part is either, um, turn off this generator so the electric fence deactivates so you can get out oh, of so that gate. Get out of the gate. There are like multiple things you can activate um, or you can get a pump that allows you to open a different gate of some sort to get out a different direction. But you have to find the lever for the pump mm-hmm. to go do that, which those things are like randomly located around the levels. I think the levels are static as far as like where everything is, but the location of the items to escape with changes yeah. okay so uh, there I, there are at least three ways to escape on every level as far as ah, i know okay. and once you get your way to escape like when you get to the escape section like is it just you just walk out a gate or something you're just there out there you don't like wait around or anything like that it's just like yeah, well sometimes it's like waiting for the gate to deactivate like it'll be a red it. light and then you'll see the light turn green you're like okay now i can go get out of it but then you have to lock pick the gate oh, so God. then you're it's extra <laughs> pressure on you and if the killers know which gate just deactivated they're already headed that headed way nine. so that you have the pressure of time against oh, you oh my god and then once you're out of the gate there's a small like there's sometimes a walk until you get to the actual road 
Oh so like God. it was like I was saying earlier, like the chainsaw was getting closer and closer to her. Even though she was out of the gate, this guy was still coming after her. And so you could still lose if you like fumble your stuff or if your stamina is oh, gone man. or something, if you're running too much. Yeah. So it's really intense, or at least the games I played were super intense. Even if you die first, like it's still cool to spectate your friends and mm-hmm. watch what they're doing and just like be observant of like, oh man, like there's no way he's going to get out of this. And then if they manage to, it's really cool. It's it's like we're talking about with Baldur's Gate. I don't, well, is this going to come before Baldur's Gate or after? Oh, it's after. after. Okay. It's like they were talking about with Baldur's Gate where that we had that really intense battle. We didn't know we were going to win. It's like this all the time in this game. Yeah. Like you, you don't know how you're going to get out of this. And sometimes mm-hmm. you just feel lucky. Sometimes one of the people will just run across an item real quick that will open a gate and you can all start heading that way. But again, they know what's open. So they're going to start heading that way too. Your feet, the killers are mm-hmm. feeding grandpa blood so that it will give him an advantage or it will, he does a shout oh. that reveals everybody on the map, all the um, survivors on the map who are moving at all. Oh, so once you see that grandpa has been satiated with blood, you want to hold perfectly still until his shout is over until you wow. hear that shout die down because then you can move, but see how like there's that yellow highlight around the door that was down there. That's what all the people will be highlighted as if they're moving while grandpa is yeah. shouting. Like that yellow door. I'm, so, yeah. I'm really curious if this is something that there's going to be like a like a disconnect between new players versus veterans who've been playing for a while. Do you think they can learn enough of the tactics and stuff like that where if you come in fresh, you're like, shit, like I, these guys are just too good. They're just destroying me. Well, I think that's where you kind of have to lean on your team a yeah. lot too is hope that they're more experienced veterans. I don't know if it balances like level-wise who can no. play against who or anything, but since the levels are static, yeah, there's going to be those people who know the levels back mm-hmm. and forth and are going to be have more of an advantage. Still doesn't mean that they'll win, yeah. but they'll have a bigger advantage. But that's just something you'll gather with experience over time if you decide to keep playing it. And is there a leveling system for your characters too? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. different survivors uh, and killers and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it's like whoever you're playing as you're getting levels with. So it's not like a experience that you right. share among everybody. Yeah. It's like if you prefer playing as this character, you just want to keep playing as them because yeah. you'll start leveling them it's up. Like, more. In, uh, did you play evil dead? Yeah. Yeah. It's like evil, evil dead then where it's like character yeah. progression and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That was yeah. fun. So on the killer situation, uh, you got a chance to play as the killers and I'm assuming there's different like classes to them. Like you were saying, one can like actually hear them. I think I saw one that could actually like blow poison into their face. Yep. Uh, uh, and then you have the chainsaw mat, uh, the chainsaw guy, yeah, leather, leather face, face running around. So do you get to pick those characters or is it? Mm-hmm. So you get, to pick yeah, them you choose. Then, okay. Somebody has to be a leather face out of the three. So leather face, have three leather have faces. No. no. Oh, no. damn. But somebody has to be Leatherface. Okay. And you can also, if you're playing against like randos or whatever, you can request to be a character from, if they're a character you want to be, you can like mm-hmm. send a request to like change off. And like I was accepting it last night because like, I don't know who I'm going to play anyway. But if you guys have a preference, you can, you can take pick. them. Yeah, I'll play whoever. So but, yeah, playing as killer, your main goal is to kill them. Is there other stuff you can do? Can you set traps or anything for oh, yeah, him? Like, this like, is a trap right now that he's deactivating. Oh, uh, okay. So you can set traps for him. Like, mm-hmm. as Leatherface, like every killer can do something a little bit different. Like okay. you saw, like normally that little barbed wire protection thing, killers can't get through, but Leatherface can just chop it up so that everybody can go through there. Okay. Uh, certain killers can't squeeze through like gaps between like walls and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the little one I was talking about who can crouch like the, um, the survivors. Yeah. yeah. He can squeeze through. 
So you have to be like wary of like what everybody's abilities are when you see them. Oh man, this guy's screwed. <laughs> he's getting stabbed by the cook and Leatherface is after Ooh, him. Yeah. Now he's bleeding out. So he's he's slowed now. Yeah, because oh, he, but you can jump down that well. None of the killers can jump down the well. Oh, but if you get hurt too much getting pushed on the well, you're going to bleed out anyway. You'll recover, but you're still slowly bleeding out. Yeah. Like, I think you'll get like 25% health back or something, but if it's still in the red and flashing, then you're bleeding out slowly. Can they go Dang. down to the well? No. They can't I mean, jump they, down, they but can, they can go, they can go down go the stairs and go get them. Downstairs, yeah. So, okay, my next question. Sorry, I got a lot of questions because yeah. I'm curious. Uh, for the characters, like, this guy's bleeding out and he's getting attacked and stuff. Uh-huh. Can your teammates come, like, patch you up a little bit like on yeah, there, there, are, there are health kits okay. around where either you can carry one or a teammate can help you out if he's there i don't know if a teammate can pick you up when you get, get knocked, knocked down, down like that but you get yourself up after a while it's not like dead by daylight where like you're just down until someone picks you up okay and next question grandpa alerts everyone mm-hmm. how long does that alert happen? like like he's highlighted mm-hmm. how long does that last for the highlight yeah the highlight uh maybe like five to ten seconds like once you're highlighted so the killers know where you are but yeah. they won't be able to like track you all track the way unless they're the close way. to you okay, okay okay there's one killer who can track footprints though so if you have Whoa. this certain mode on <laughs> i mean it, it's the ability that he has so yeah. it's like it drains down as you're using it but it recharges so but if you if he turns it on he'll mm-hmm. see it and he sees a footprint he comes across one he has to go down and, and investigate it. And when he does, it'll show their path like that they just took of footprints. Okay. Like, How long? Not very long. Like, okay. I, it, like if he starts, if he spots a footprint, like when he first turns it on, he'll have a lot more time to track them down. But if it like comes at the end of it, then it's going to, he's only going to get a general direction that I they gotcha. went. Okay. And sometimes gotcha. that's all they need. Yeah. Interesting. The, the so bleeding. do you feel like there's a good balance between playing as a survivor and a killer? I think so. And I'm glad that they made it four versus three for that reason, because obviously yeah. the killers are stronger. Yes. But the survivors can still hold their own. Like you saw this guy. I thought he was going to die. He got away from Leatherface and the cook somehow yeah. while bleeding, bleeding out. out. Mm. The bleeding out mechanic is really interesting to me. because Oh, like, he's trying to unlock the gate now. It's changing, so this is the unlock mechanic. It's know. changing such, it adds such a different dynamic, like having like, the more your health drops, it's like you're actually having a noticeable degradation in your movement, mm-hmm. which I think is super unique. Yeah, this is intense. Oh, is he going to get it? This is like Dead by Daylight. Oh, requires a lot. He needs one more. Oh, no. <laughs> we're watching a video of, of this, this as is we're a, talking through this it This is very... Uh, I used to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, well, at least the first like two. I think I've seen those. I haven't seen the remakes or anything, and it used to terrify me. And, like, I feel that with this game. It seems like I am... It's kind of suspenseful, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. So I know you can't hear the volume right now, but once you start hearing that chainsaw revving up <laughs> revving and it's getting up? closer to you, <laughs> you're just like... Out, yeah. and so, it was, okay, see that yellow highlight around him? That means the killer's close to him. Uh, so that's how he kind of... Kind of tells. Oh, God, oh, yeah. And there's kill animations, too. Nice. Oh, no. There it is, there it is. Yeah, um censorship with the bushes so um for the killer is it is it a third person perspective or is it first no, it's, it's, it's third it's a, oh it is third yeah okay sorry. okay yeah I'm curious yeah. about that yeah it's the same perspective as this okay Dang, yeah. they're all beat up too yeah it's hard to not get beat up i saw one kill animation where he shoved my face down into the chainsaw and oh, like let it cut it off God. 
How many how many different uh, animations were there for it? I don't know exactly. Yeah. I know like they can it can respond to where you are on the map too. Ah, like so he can like yeah, shove you into something or like hang you up on a hook if there's a hook around mm-hmm. there. So very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Where did you get a chance to play as all the killers, or you just played as one? I played as most of the killers. I didn't okay. play as the uh, one who spits poison. Okay, and that's like the I think Sissy is her name, mm-hmm. but she's really scary because of that poison. You only have three poisons that you can shoot um, throughout the match, but if you have the time to, you can go craft other poisons on this like little oh, table. Oh, you can go craft it. Oh yeah. shit! Wait, can you switch the killers on the fly, or do you have to? Is no. it per match? It's, it's per, match. per match. Okay, because you were able to do a lot in that hour you played. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised how much. Well, you I mean, like it might have been more through. than an hour, but it felt yeah, yeah. like a pretty short. Oh yeah, time. However, so, yeah however long. What yeah. was your favorite killer to play as? Since she, besides I, Sissy, since she didn't play as her, I think the cook, and that was the guy who was in the white, just like running around with the little scalpel, because mm-hmm. like I love that hearing mechanic where it's like. Only yeah. he can hear that well. He's got so much experience with these areas. He's like, he knows where they are just by hearing it. Right. And it's a cool little mechanic where you get like this circle around <clears throat> and you're kind of like feeling it vibrate as you're moving it around Ooh. and you're seeing like it starts seeing to get staticky. Like, okay, that's, and it starts pointing sort of in the direction of where the noise is coming from. So you're trying to find it. And if you're able to like focus on it for long enough, that's when you're like, okay, I know where they are. And it'll alert your friends and it'll outline the person. Ah, like I've just heard like grandpa would do. Exactly. Ah. But you, instead of like shouting, you're just listening, listening. for those noises. So if you hear anything, that's when you want to turn on your sense and then start just kind of scanning around the area to try to hear them. So I also saw uh, I see a lot of like a lot of like gameplay of this, like funny bits on TikTok and stuff. I've seen that a lot of people have been using hacks and stuff. Oh, have you ran right. into that yet? I, at I all? didn't know. Okay. I mean, yeah. I think anything on PC is unfortunately victim to that yeah but i no i didn't run into any of that kind of stuff and i hope it's the minority yeah okay so it's, this this I mean, it's also on game pass i yeah. want to say that so yeah, you can play it for free on game pass. i was yeah. going to mention this game is available on pc ps4 ps5 xbox one and xbox series x and you were playing on pc yeah okay yep um uh, but available on game pass very cool i like it he escaped well he got away might have to jump into this game sometime, y'all. Yeah, I'm down to clown. Halloween's around uh, the yeah. corner. We'll right. Right. Let's do our Halloween streams again. It's perfect time. Yeah. <laughs> I think Killer Clowns might be out by that time, too. Yeah, it should be, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's the 8v or the 8-player one, right? I think you're right, yeah. yeah. It's like four clowns against four people. Is it six or eight? I thought I it was remember. eight. I remember it being like a huge amount it's of players. It's a huge, huge amount. And that's going to be like difficult just to have that many people. And I think with Killer Clowns, there's not... There is a cult following for it, but I don't think it's going to be well enough for like the newer generation. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> she was trying to get away, but they turned the electric, electric fence back on. Oh, they got her. <laughs> and he was waiting on the other side of it. Oh, so there's kill animations for each killer. Too. Yeah, all the oh, killers yeah. have one. Oh, man. It's uh, Killer Clowns is 3v7. 3v7. So 10 people total. Wow. So seven survivors, three clowns? Yep. Wow. Yep. Cool. That's crazy. It's going to be wild. No, seven clowns, three, three survivors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seven it's like clowns, you just can't, right? you just can't survive you it. You can't yeah. survive it. Um, well, cool. That's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, available on all platforms, but also on Game Pass for Xbox and PC. So this past week, we just finished watching Gamescom Opening Night Live. For those of you that don't know what Opening Night Live is, this is the... Uh, what do you call it? The um, the other thing that Jeff Keighley, the man behind the gaming events, puts on. So he has Summer Games Fest, 
It's his first event of the year. Mm-hmm. And then he gets to host Gamescom Open Night Live, which takes place in Cologne, Germany. So there's the other one there. And then we have the Game Awards that happens at the end of the year in December, which I think was dated for December 7th this year, I believe. December 7th or 8th, somewhere around there. So that'll be coming up this year. But Gamescom traditionally is going to have games that we already know about. There's no like big, huge surprise announcements, but they'll always have like maybe a new trailer. What? No GTA 6? I know. (laughs) No GTA 6, which leads us to one of the big things that did take place at this event. So they had um, a whole bunch of things. But if you guys remember from what was it? The Game Awards last year, right? Yes. Uh, there was a person that walked up on stage with the uh, the Elden Game Ring. Awards Elden Ring winner mm-hmm. um, to uh, he just this kid sitting in the back with the winners accepting the award. And at the very end, he said something about Bill Clinton and some yeah. other nonsense and just like made a whole ruckus. And people were like, how the hell did this guy get here? And he wasn't with the Elden Ring team at all. He was just there. He was just there. Yeah, everyone's like, who's this kid? And they yeah. said something I'm like, what? what's going on? What's happening right now? Yeah, he became a whole meme. And uh, so this time... Uh, Jeff Keighley's opening the show and about to lead up to introducing Todd Howard. And then two people walk up and one of them is like, it was two mic. people. That was just one. No, it was two. Cause oh, the other, guy, yeah. other guy was a big redheaded dude. He looked oh. like he was security or something. He was trying to stop it, but he was just actually showing off his shirt. And I, I, I don't know what the shirt said. I thought I said uh, three sixteen, but I think it said GTA. Well, so one of them, one guy uh, had an Austin three sixteen shirt. Oh, and then the other one had uh, it was oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Oh, I see. I forgot what the other shirt said. But <laughs> get security finally just running. Like, oh, oh, hey, whoa, we actually whoa, have whoa. to work. Yeah, but it was really strange because uh, he they all of a sudden these guys just walk up there and they're like talking about GTA six not being here essentially. And uh, in that process, I mean, Jeff Keighley did a pretty good job of swelling the things as much as he could. Boy, you can hear him frustrated. Oh, he was so pissed off. You can feel that his like his presenting mask just fell over and he's just showing him his shoot his like true colors of frustration. I was just like, that's cringy. Yeah. So the one guy had a shirt that said Austin 316. The other guy had a shirt that said some long lines of Bill Clinton wants to play GTA (laughs) six. Wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, this um, is why we can't have nice things. Exactly. This is why we can't have GTA 6 because of people like that. <laughs> They're like, just for that, we're delaying it. Yeah. A year. No, it's never coming out. <laughs> yeah, coming out. So Jeff was like, thank you very much. Thank you very much, guys. Really disappointed. That's just so disappointing as they were pulling the stage crashers off the stage. But the big surprise is. Punched him right in the face. <laughs> like yeah. that, 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 right, that moment. Just microphone right in the fucking Get away from him. He's got an Austin 316 shirt on. Yeah, just he's ready to go. Give him a stunner. Hit him yeah, with a stunner. Yeah. He's out. <laughs> Pinfall. He could have been like, oh. I was defending myself. I felt my life was threatened. Yeah, I would have whacked him right with that fucking microphone. <laughs> so anyway, a- sorry. afterwards, Jeff said uh, that this is such a special night for so many developers, and it's really mm-hmm. disappointing to see someone act that way. But we're going to move on the show. We've got a lot of great games to show you. And he's like, really, it's just so sad for me to see something like that happen on a night where we're here to celebrate games and this community and how much they mean to us. But what's surprising to me is how the, like, how did this happen a second time in a year? Like the last time this happened and they had it happen again, you think the security, I mean, it's just, you know, the security who they did not see this guy, these guys just like walking up to the stage in a moment where they shouldn't be walking up to the stage. Like, well, I assume they're like right there. 
Yeah, they were probably like front I mean, row on the, front row, on the right. corner or yeah. something. Yeah, but, but like they're front row. But was, you know, you should know the show, and you should you shouldn't be watching the show. That's the thing. Like with security, you shouldn't be watching the show. You should be focusing in on the audience and stuff. A security mm-hmm. manager actually got fired from the Taylor Swift concert mm-hmm. because he asked oh, the selfie thing. The selfie thing. He asked a fan to take a selfie of him with Taylor Swift in the background. He shouldn't be doing that at all. He should yeah. be focusing on the fans and that's it. Yeah. And yeah. that's probably what should have happened here. Instead of people focusing on the show, they should have just been clearly their job is to focus in on there because it's security. You gotta you're not here for the show, you're here to watch. Right. Because what if Austin three sixteen had walked up to Taylor Swift and asked her about GTA? Yeah, 6? Well, I, well, you, <laughs> no one needs that kind of abuse. No one needs that abuse. Oh. Well, I think Jeff Keeley has this special effect on people. And being in Cologne, Germany, I'm sure he got the best cologne in the world. <laughs> and it just attracted these guys to go up there like, we oh, have yeah. to say something <laughs> about GTA 6. Oh. <laughs> you smell so good, Jeff. It's a stretch, but it could it's be true. Stretch. <laughs> well, the, well, the worst part is it's like, well, I mean, these the one guy had the shirt on, so I'm sure they had a, a jacket on over top of it so they couldn't see it when he walked in the door. Yeah. But obviously they came here with the intent of walking up on stage and doing this Absolutely. the whole entire time. They yeah. probably were planning this out the yeah. whole time. Like, yeah. how are we going to do it? You come from the left, I'll come from the right. We'll both get up there. <laughs> We're going to send our message, GTA 6. Yeah, this just, is absolutely what's going to make them make it. I'm just glad they didn't do it like five minutes later when Todd Howard came out because I can't imagine like seeing Todd Howard and Jeff Keeley, both of them are like probably just like super awkward up there, just like these guys coming up, especially Todd Howard. It's like, where's GTA six? And he's like, I got Starfield. Like, Starfield. I'd be like, fuck GTA six. I got Starfield, motherfucker. But I guarantee you, I'm hoping for the game awards or the, the next big showing, there's going to be security is going to be a little bit more tighter. I was expecting after the game awards, it would be for this, but like the first five minutes of it, we get well, this and you're like, probably the game awards will be tighter. Cause this is a whole different thing in general. Like it's not game. Show. It's not Jeff Keeley's thing. Yeah, true. But still, I mean, I would assume his is probably gonna be way tighter. Next, <laughs> next time. Here, here's the thing. Like when things like this happen, it just, is going to make it worse for everybody yes. because like security is going to get so tight that it's like, it's going to be gated off mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, well Surprise now I feel disconnected from I'm yeah, me too. But now I probably will be because of things like this. Cause of these two dudes who had no real point, they're just like whining about GTA six. Well, they got their five seconds of fame, you know, and now they're famous. I don't know why they want to be famous for this, but you know, now yeah. they're up everywhere. But still, to me, security should be a little bit tighter on events like this. I mean, hundred percent. Like that one time I went to Famous Comic Con, and this dude brought out a whole loadout. He was dressed up like the Punisher, planning on killing Jason David Frank there. Jeez. And he brought shotguns, a Uzi, a fucking pistol. He was ready to kill him, and security just let him right through. <laughs> he was on the fucking top floor, coming down to meet Jason David Frank, and they stopped him. And it was just like. Some cop walking by was just like, that looks like a real gun. Can I see that? You know, and no shit. He had a whole like diary on his cell phone talking about killing Jason David Frank. And like, I get like, and I had like no service downstairs because that's where we're at in the main hall. Get upstairs, I get like a shit ton of phone calls. Are you okay? Are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. What happened? They just arrested someone that was going to try to kill some actor. I was like, what the fuck? Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So and I mean, he was, yeah, and yeah. he was actually like mentally unstable because he said <laughs> he met Jason David Frank once before and stabbed him sixteen times. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, so that's crazy. That's what I'm saying. You have crazy people like this, and I feel like security should most definitely be that. 
a little bit tighter for these these people presenting these awards and talking about like they're a known figure. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you start with a few people who are like able to get on stage, and the other people are like, I can get on stage, I can get close yeah. to this guy. So it I enables people like that. Yes, potentially, so I could be famous. So I figured yeah. since the Bill Clinton incident happened, they would like most definitely, no matter what event it is, they're going to tighten it up a little bit more because people have connections with these people and they get stuff in their mind of like, oh, I really know this guy. I can yeah. really, you know, I just go up to him, go up to him and he'll, stab him or something. He'll love you know? me. He'll love me. Next year's Gamescom, you're going to have Inner Gamer walking up there like, look, check out our new logo. Check, yeah. <laughs> get tackled. <laughs> GTA 7. GTA 7. <laughs> this is so disappointing. <laughs> Come to our next event across the street. <laughs> yeah. Really disappointed in the Inner Gamer. <laughs> Thought they were cool. Oh, oh man, Jeff, if you want to show us professionally, we can be your security for you. Oh yeah, I can do that. that. Yeah, we need some security stuff, you, you know. And I, I'm down to just give us some someone. promotion. You know, it'd be great. <laughs> I would have snatched that microphone from him and hit him with it. Right, <laughs> right, you're the eyes in the sky, and we're the muscles. We'll just run up there. Right, yeah, yeah. I'll be the guy like like in Phasmophobia. I'm the guy in the truck that's just like. <laughs> and I would approach it differently if I was a security guy. I would have tackled him and been like, "Come on, motherfucker." Yeah, yeah. Wrestle them down, hogtie them. Show an example of it. You don't want to do this? Can I see that microphone? (laughs) Whether someone walks up on stage or not, Mm. somebody's getting a stunner if I'm security. (laughs) I don't care who it is. If someone looks like they're looking at Jeff wrong, that's a stunner. That's a stunner. You just tackle them and they sit down. That happened at some concert. I can't remember. Someone ran up stage and security (laughs) grabbed him, pulled him in the back and like, beat his ass Dang. and along with the singer the rapper whoever went back there and beat his ass more because he tackled the rapper oh yeah. and they just bloodied him they just beat the shit out of him and well, i think that's probably what should happen yeah. jeff keely oh like, yeah oh what do you like say potentially his, uh, his twitter guy no, you, you know i don't know like I, I couldn't find the quote <laughs> so this is paraphrased but it was something like this won't be a problem or the, the people who interrupted us won't be a problem in the future yeah. and it's like did did you kill those people? Jeff? Sounds like or a have mafia them, guy. Yeah, did you have them taken out? <laughs> they won't be a problem anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't know people, you know. We just don't know them. Yeah. God. Let's see. Let's see. Let's I see. was looking for the quote. I couldn't find it. Mm. I'm sure it'll be in here because. Oh, well, you probably took it down because it just sounded just <laughs> it sounded vaguely threatening, uh, right? <laughs> but yeah, hopefully. Hopefully this doesn't happen again. I hate it that it happens because it, it puts everything, especially in the very beginning like that, it just puts everything on high alert and there's a lot of tension, you know, and you have people come up to talk about the Game Awards and, well, not the Game Awards, the, their games that they're coming nope. out and they're proud about and all that jazz and it's just it's just very upsetting. Unless you change it. No. Oh, wait, that was 2022. Oh, that's what I was wondering. I was, yeah, I'm I was, trying this to... Is confusing. In 2022, he said, the individual who interrupted our game of the year mode has been arrested. Well, I don't think he's post. I wonder if he got off of Twitter. Well, no. X. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's called X now. I was just like, what is this? Yeah, he hasn't posted since yeah. 20... Okay, well, 22. Whatever the quote was, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think of it that Jeff took appropriate action. <laughs> he has dealt with the situation. And has dealt with the situation. Let me show you a GTA 6. <laughs> he, he gave them an offer they couldn't refuse. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So funny. So like um, we we don't know. He maybe some like he's a he's really like part of the mafia and backstage. They're sleeping with the fishes. They're sleeping with the fishes now. Wearing some center block. Weird. <laughs> yeah. We're not Americans. Uh, <laughs> it's strange. He's up to date here, but on the internet one, it's just not showing the latest version. It's probably because they have it broken again. 
Uh, let me see That's if he said anything good. here on the four. Da, 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 here on it? It. But I, I, like I said, I just really hope things are. I, I just hate it, especially for people that put like a lot of hard work into this, and they want to come up on stage and like talk about it and be proud about it. But they, it is already nerve wracking to do that, and now you're going to have these weirdos just run up there smelling weird and trying to talk about gta 6 oh, you like, know that guy smells oh bad. yeah you know he smells bad well awesome. the kid that got up there like i wonder how old he is how he got in <laughs> he's like 13 i think yeah how did he get in he had to be know, with somebody right did he have like a, a, suit, a suit jacket on or something maybe he just looked like part of the ensemble yeah he can still get true, in man you yeah. i mean these guys look of age and i'm sure yeah they just came right from the crowd yeah but but like i said i just it's disappointing uh, at first it was Mm-mm. weird and now it's just disappointing it was also funny stuff. well <laughs> now it's sad. <laughs> it, sad it's funny in retrospect but it's one of those things where it's like this is what gives gamers a bad name yeah gamers like that so don't be a gamer don't, like that don't be yeah. like that just don't be a don't gamer be. lowercase g <laughs> not a gamer all caps g so, uh, so I don't know just blog again. about it or something yeah <laughs> well, if it happens again like like what's gonna happen? What's gonna be the ramifications? I People think we are not. It's more gonna security. Be, no, I, I'm pretty sure it, if it keeps happening like this, it'll go get to a point where it can only be done virtually, and that's yeah. gonna be a really sad state of affairs. Or done behind like a screen of some sort, a plexiglass screen. That's or gonna it just be, won't be open bad. to the public. Because like this one yeah, is still I mean, open to the public. It won't be open. It's gonna be back to being like a like a behind closed doors thing. Is Game Awards open to the public? Yes, mm-hmm. you can buy it to get to the game awards. Okay, I think yeah, we yeah. should just bring Summer back Games uh, Festes as well. All three hangings, of them are. you know, we should just hang them. <laughs> That's what they should do. Oh, you come up here, oh, you're I, getting hung. You I know? thought you said public shaming. Oh, shaming. No, oh, yeah, what, we do that. What first. we need, is, <laughs> what we need is like just the thing where you put like their hands and their head in the little thing in public. Oh. <laughs> they don't need to die. They just need to be publicly yeah, yeah. Oh, That would be cool, actually. Yeah. Just have them up on stage like that on each yeah, corner. Yeah. You, you want to be part of the show? Yeah. Just gotta have a sign. The Game Awards, idiot. <laughs> yeah. They have to wear the Those dunce caps. Yeah. yeah, they have to sign a waiver each time they go in. If y'all do this, this is what happens. <laughs> yeah. You sign the waiver. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That's so funny. It's the stocks for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> See, we come up with solutions on this podcast. I'm telling you, yeah. there you go. Well, knowing us, this is going to be the solutions going to be brought to the world here tomorrow or after this <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, know, right? Yeah, you materialize. Yeah, because there's yeah. nothing I can find about the, these guys. Like you know, last time we found out, like within a day or two, that. The guy got arrested. No. Uh, this one, they haven't said anything about Well, it, this isn't a that's different... That's because they're, they're sleeping with the that's fishes, bro. Yeah, dude. They're like, gone. Gotta keep it hush-hush. Yeah. And, like, you know? Germany <laughs> Germany doesn't play around with shit like that. That's like, true. With a lot of their rules, they don't play around. So, if you fuck up over there... You, I mean, he had one of them at least lost a kneecap or something. <laughs> <laughs> something got broken. Yeah. Uh, All right. What's Austin 316? It's uh, uh, Steve, Austin. Steve Austin. Stone Cold yeah. Austin. Oh, Steve Austin. Oh, That's why yeah. I kept saying Stunner. Yeah. Gotcha. Stone Cold yeah, Stunner. Wow. Wrestling and shit. Yeah. Now I know. I should have been talking about that. When we're going to get WWE 2040 or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I do have some. The talk latest about that one is actually supposedly pretty good. I haven't played yeah, that's it. That's what I heard. Yeah. But. Yeah. Did y'all see that uh, that RPG they're making, Wrestle Wrestle Quest? Wrestle Quest, yeah. Wrestle Quest, yeah. It's out now. Is it out now? Yeah, it looks awesome. It. Dude, it's, it looks interesting. It's like a, a 16-bit, like, top-down kind of, but it's like a full-blown open-world RPG. Uh, yeah, but it's turn-based but, combat where you're, like, a team of wrestlers against another team of wrestlers, but it's, like, so, like, 
like Macho Man, a character like Macho Man is the like that's your main character. Uh-huh. But then there's like nods to all these different kind of characters. But then oh. there's like weird characters, like a wrestling like shark and stuff like that. Like it's so oh. like overblown. So it's not connected with the uh, <coughs> affiliated with the WWE or WWE. No, no, okay. But there, there is there, there are, are wrestlers that are wrestlers. supporting oh, it that's and like weird. working on it. Can we get a wow WWE? Like just run around the world wrestling everyone you're yeah, like into? a wrestling MMO. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Would it take off? Who Question knows? mark. Yeah, yeah. mostly positive on Steam right now. Nice. It, it looks really cool. grow force. The oh, quest would oh, all be totally. go wrestle this guy at this yeah, place. Go <laughs> wrestle that guy. But it, it would be one of those things where it's like you have to like clear the rats out of my cellar by wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I need you to come pin, on. I need you to gold. pin all of these rats. <laughs> they're giant uh, humanoid rats. Yeah, exactly. super muscular. Oh, they're definitely be muscular. Or yeah, or on we, roids for sure. Maybe shit, it'd be take like from South Park where they're just like big people dressed up like rats. Yeah, they just have rat costumes on. Hey, my rat. <laughs> you can't kill me. I don't know why the rats sound like that. I don't know, <laughs> there, it was, oh, going back to Baldur's Gate real quick because that reminded me of something. <laughs> you you can you can speak to animals in this game if you yes. use the spell speak I with wish animals. Yeah, did that. There was this one um, sheep that I talked to, and he it was just like I was talking to him with animal speak, so he could speak English to me. But then he's just like. Bah, and it's like, wait, why are you still saying bah? But it was like a goblin or something disguised as a sheep trying to act like a sheep. Oh. So he was just saying bah, <laughs> bah to try to fool people into thinking he's a sheep. So you I bought really the game, okay? I bought. <laughs> you know, so don't want to sell me anymore. <laughs> yeah, I gotta find that. That is fascinating, though. If you don't speak with animals, you miss a whole slew of dialogue yes. in that game. Yeah, you know? yes, it's amazing. Um, so Jeff Keighley, you know, that's, Sorry. that's, that's where we're, where we're at. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. uh, they need more security at these Gamescom events, but, uh, we're going to talk more about Gamescom in the next segment, but that is Gamescom 2023. Um, Woo, the disaster, the Keighley effect as they, as we call it. Keighley effect. Back to Gamescom. 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 GTA O-N-L. 6. GTA 6. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Bill Clinton plays GTA 6 uh, live on Gamescom. Sad day there was no GTA 6 at Gamescom, but that's okay because we had several other announcements, and this is going to be our best five showcases from Gamescom. There was a shit ton of stuff here. Nothing like brand, brand new, but there was some stuff that was like, okay, this is pretty hype, you know? Was it, hasn't Gamescom been kind of like, whoa, we got some cool shit? I didn't it's always, even know this was happening until I saw that TikTok of them jumping up there. I was like, I need to watch Gamescom, yeah. and then I was just like... <laughs> well, I texted you guys this was happening. Yeah, you told, yeah, you told, told us. us, but I forgot about it. I forgot oh it was happening God. that day. But I a TikTok so f- will make you watch <laughs> Well, Brett, next time make a TikTok, send it to me. And be like, hey, watch Gamescom. And that's all you got to do. Yeah, and I'm dude, like, that'd oh, be awesome. Okay. <laughs> but, just uh, so you know. Yeah, no, this is uh, it's never, it's always like really good showcases of games we already know about. So it's like, oh, there's like a brand new feature that they're showing in a gameplay trailer. Like, I remember like E3 was always like, here's the all, all like brand new announcements of games that will become in the future. Yeah. And then Gamescom was like, here's extended looks at all of these games that you heard about at E3. So that's kind of what this has become, and that's kind of what this one was, except there were some new things here that we didn't expect. Okay. Which is kind of cool, you know? It's exciting. Um, one of which is a game that I've been following for a while. I think we've all been knowing about it, but we haven't seen a whole lot on it, and that's Black Myth Wukong. This is a game made in China. So it's a Chinese made, a Chinese developer that has been working on this. as an indie studio, and this game looks so much like an Elden Ring or like a Dark Souls kind of vibe. But the first thing that when they first announced it was like the graphics are freaking incredible on this game. Yep. 
And uh, and this tr- gameplay trailer showed a lot of boss battles and combat, and it looks smooth. It looks fast. It looks there's stances you can change on the fly. Nice, like Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. Um, yeah. What do you guys think of Black Myth Wukong? So I've seen like a lot of this for like a couple of years now, actually. Like yeah. of, of like just bits and pieces of it on like Facebook and uh, YouTube, and I'm like, oh my god, this looks phenomenal. It looks amazing. You know. But I didn't. I thought it was like one of those games that would never get released. You know, you see a lot of that content going out there. Yeah, you see something amazing, and you're like, "Oh man, that looks outstanding! I want to play." Yeah. And you never hear anything about it, and now we we finally get something. And you're like, "Oh, this is a, like an actual, this is an actual game." So far, what I'm seeing, I'm really loving it. I don't like that it feels like a Souls game or a Elden Ring game because that but you got to play a monkey. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. That's so <laughs> cool. But no, the graphics are amazing. It looks fun. I just hope it's not as difficult as like what I'm hoping for. I still want to feel like a badass, but not like get smashed on all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm excited. I'm pumped. You know? How about you, Austin? Uh, no, it looks amazing. Yeah. And it, I remember looking at it and being like, this is an actual game? Yeah. But... um. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think I can support it for political reasons. I just I try to oh, not shit. buy anything from China as much as possible. Oh, yeah, the Chinese. So I mean, they are an indie game, but all uh, all businesses from China are tied to the government. That's just how it is over there. Mm. So if I buy this game, I'm supporting the Chinese government. And obviously, I know you buy stuff on Amazon. You try to buy U.S. made is very hard. Everything on there is from China. Yeah, yeah. it sucks. You're watched by China, China, but yeah. I know, I know. So, I try to buy U.S. where I can. I don't have to play this game. I have plenty of games yeah, to play. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic game for what I see. But okay. yeah, that's just it. A uh, funny story about this yeah. before we get too far. Uh, after GamesCon, uh, I was on TikTok, like scrolling around, like of course I you were. Do. Yeah. yeah, of course. Um, I saw a, a a trailer for a game. Look exactly like this. Really? Exactly Whoa. like this, right? It's not it. It's a mobile game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just like, they're already what yeah. the fuck? It's like those like... What's uh, it called? I can't remember because I was watching. I was like, this looks very cheesy and weird. What is this? And I'm looking at it, looking at it. I'm like, this is not the game I'm thinking of. What the fuck? What kind of like bullshit is this? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Dragon Ball Goku is actually inspired by this character. I am playing this game. Go for it, man. I'm playing it. Sounds good. You can yeah. review it for us. Oh, yep. I'm going to play it then. I love the menu design. I mean, it looks really nice. It doesn't look that difficult. I mean, he's no. going through this pretty No, I don't it think it feels it's more Ghost of Tsushima yeah. except but it is going to be heavily boss battle focused. Uh, so. There's nothing wrong with woo. that. Oh, yeah. he got hurt. So, anyway, moving on to the next game. This right. one of five there. This next one, number two, is Little Nightmares 3, which ah. is very interesting because Little Nightmares, I was like, huh. I, I've never actually played the Little Nightmares games. Really? But I started it. It's good. Yeah. I think I got to a part. I got a little first difficult. one or second one. First one. Okay. And I wanted. To, I have the second one, but I never played it because I was trying to beat the first one. I didn't beat. The, yeah, it's the whole thing. Yeah, it's the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, this one I just think is worth mentioning because Super Massive Games does really good work. And uh, the one unique thing, well, for one, people never thought there was gonna be a third Little Nightmares. Seriously? They were just like, hey, there's. Who thought you know, there would be a second? Apparently, the second one ended like just really well, and it was just a nice, you know, closeout. But now it's back, <laughs> and uh, this time it's gonna have a co-op with online multiplayer. So two the characters. The second one wasn't co-op. Nope. Oh. Not at all. It was just one little character running around doing. Well, it seems like a new story altogether. Yeah. A new 
new places, similar world. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah, this um, game I, I probably won't play just because it feels like it'll give me nightmares. Just like there is but, some creepy but stuff in nightmares. here. Yeah, yeah, well, just this, little. No, it's gonna be a big nightmare for me. <laughs> it starts little. Yeah, but you're gonna play Alan Wake. Alan Wake doesn't give me nightmares. Serious, Maya. This one will. Oh yeah, then yeah, no, uh, then yeah. This is yeah, this is a yeah. horror game. Yeah, but you have enough nightmares. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You don't need little nightmares. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, this game looks really solid. A really great art style. I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that quite a bit. And I was also surprised they came out on stage to reveal the Sounds of Nightmares, which is a podcast series based on the world. It's a narrative podcast series that they're bringing out alongside really? Little Nightmares. I was like, that's pretty cool. It is really cool. I like that. I, I, need, to, I need to watch that or listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> watch it. And then we have none other than Rebel Moon, everybody. Woo! Who's excited for Rebel Moon? I am. I am. What is Rebel Moon? Let yeah, me tell you. Please. Rebel Moon is a Netflix movie, straight to Netflix movie, that is going to be a two-parter, one in December 2023 and one in December 2024, that is a original story developed by none other than... Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Now, who is Zack Snyder? Brett doesn't know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I know Zack Snyder. No, he, he did... Uh, he He's did, done everything. Uh, He's yeah. done all kinds Man of stuff. Still. Man he of did Steel. Man of Steel, 300, yes. uh, Justice League. Yeah. Um, well, Justice League, Snyder Has he cut. done any Marvel stuff? He hasn't done Marvel, has he? No. He hasn't. There's no way. No, I don't think so. Uh, no, I'm like 100% I, sure. I think, I think he could actually do a spawn... That would be amazing. They're supposed to make a live action spawn again Bro, with uh, Jamie Foxx. But look that. up his. Let me let me see. I'm pretty sure he hasn't done anything. Anyway, he's making this. And I heard about this because I watched some Star Wars uh, YouTube channels. And they were saying that he actually went to Disney and was like, I'd like to make a Star Wars film. And this is my um, my take on what I think I could do. And then, of course, Disney's been canceling things left and right and never got off the ground. I was thinking of. Sorry, go ahead. There you go. Sucker Punch was so good. (laughs) I love Sucker Punch. So this never got brought to light, and he took it and was like, well, I'm just going to make it anyway. And Mm -hmm. so, of course, he had to tailor it to make it not Star Wars um, so he wouldn't be sued. Right. But what I did learn was they do have these cool swords that light up or have some kind of energy to them, and the way to get those swords on you is to actually cut off your arm. Oh, shit. To have a robot arm that has these swords. It's the only way. So it's like a trade-off thing. And I think it's part of an order. You know, it's very yeah. Star Wars-esque. So I'm curious to see what it's like. It doesn't look close to Star Wars like I hope it would, which it didn't have to, yeah. but I was feeling it kind of had that feels here and there. But um, it just seems completely in its own realm at this it point. It feels more raw. Like It does. It does. apocalyptic vibe. Yeah. Almost. So but I'm I am excited to see... What comes of it? It looks very uh, mythical and fantastical in certain areas. And like plus, it has Griffin. that Zack Snyder touch, that that, yeah. that graininess, and that you know the thing with Zack Snyder is his storytelling is like so deep. You really have to like think about it. That's why uh, Batman versus Superman, the the theatrical cut, was to me not good. Yeah, but the director's it good. Cut, it just the director's good. cut was longer, and they actually put details into it. Why you understand what is actually happening. And I think I enjoyed that more. Same way with the Snyder League, uh, Snyder League, the Justice League <laughs> Snyder cut. Yeah. is just like, you can tell what he was going for 
but we all it know was what happened well, with that. Way better. I just didn't yeah. like how it was 4 3. Huh? Wasn't it 4 3? 4 3? Yeah, which the one? The dimensions which were one? different. Oh, which he, one? He, uh, Zach Snyder. He, he, uh, which, League, Snyder Cut. Snyder oh, Cut. Yeah, he did a certain, like, shot because he likes, he likes doing that for some odd yeah. reason. So, normally um, back in, you know, film school, I'd be like, this is great. You know, someone's like messing with the media, making it different. Well, that's but, what he's doing. He's messing yeah, with the no, media, doing it different. I didn't think it was <laughs> the best yeah. idea. You know, it's interesting on IMDb, all of his movies have like sub seven reviews. Which I know. Is interesting. I just find it fascinating that they suck. Well, it's like not that. that they suck, but it's just like, it's it's just, well, I hear a lot of people say that they don't like his yeah. style it's, it's and that his style. movies are not the best. But I was like, I thought 300 was fine. Yeah. I thought, 300 I thought was Man of Steel was great. Mm-hmm. I forgot he I did Watchmen. Yes, yeah, Watchmen, Watchmen was, was awesome. good too. Man of Steel was outstanding. For I, it, I know. For its generation, Superman, for like this generation, I think it was beautiful. Be, uh, beautiful. I yeah. 100% agree. So I don't yeah. know why people are, so many people are bashing on him. This one I'm excited about though. I mean, yeah. it's it's not like I like ultra, ultra hype, like holy shit. But I feel like this could very well be like, kind of reminds me of Dune a little yes, bit too in a weird yes. way. It, it That's could what very I much thinking. be like that. Yeah, uh-huh. it's got that that kind of visual aesthetic in a sense. But I mean, it looks high, high production for yeah. obviously something coming out on straight to Netflix. So, well, he's but it's going to be broken up in two parts, correct? Yep, two yeah. parts. First one will be December of 2023, and the next one will be uh, sometime in 2024. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So that was a big one. Big Watch a party. Watch there. party. And he came out on stage, so it was kind of cool to see Zack Snyder come out there. Oh, nice. That's yeah. Cool. Um, another one I want to mention is uh, so I mean, Star- Starfield was mentioned here, but it's like Starfield type and li- the live action trailer so wasn't anything like it, exciting Jesus there, Christ. dude. But why? Star- I think I feel like Starfield done, failed. Like, well, they had they had a, they had to just bring Todd Howard out to talk about Starfield. It, bro. That still wasn't enough. Like I wanted to see something. They showed little clips here and there. Yeah, we got a forty five minute deep dive, man. I think we already what else got. Do you need? Like, to be honest, I think we have enough of Starfield. Yeah, it should I just, just want the game out. to come out. The game should just come out. Like they, well, we, the launch trailer came out, and yeah. I'm like, eh. And then they show this live action trailer, and I'm like, what? what? No, it doesn't show anything about the game. It doesn't even show like anything about the story. I'm like, this is bullshit. This is all just marketing bullshit. You spend all this money for nothing, in my opinion, for nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the story is. I mean, you you got a broad <laughs> sense of, hey, you're this guy, and you touch this. You stone make the story, man. You learn about the universe in your head, and like, does you have a tadpole in your head, bro. <laughs> Like you have a tadpole in your Yeah, head. like what what is the driving force behind this? I feel like you know, with Baldur's Gate it's good because it's like, oh, it's all exploring it's all the about world. The, the mind uh flares. And I'm like, okay, so the illithids, yes, we need to defeat this. And then like they slowly brought that out. And like Brett said in Baldur's Gate review, it's like, hey, it's a simple premise. You got a tadpole in your head, you gotta get it out or you die. Easy. We don't know anything about Starfield. Yeah, we do. Explore the galaxy. It's coming yeah. out Great on the six. Story. get xbox game pass Uh, i'm worried about starfield i'm not gonna lie i I think the world's gonna be great the gameplay's gonna be fun it might not be 100 polished because it never is with bethesda games it's not gonna be so i don't know i just i mean i'm sure the story is not gonna be the best thing about it it's just gonna be exploring the worlds which is fine which is fine but i thought at this point we'd know more and i feel like we don't here's the story also all right tell me right now in the year 2330, okay. <laughs> humanity has ventured beyond our solar system, settling new planets. You join Constellation, the last group of space explorers seeking rare artifacts throughout the galaxy. Yep. You navigate the vast expanse of space 
and that's it. That's all I need to know. That's all. I need just to explore, know. just finding okay. shit. Cool. Good luck. Hey, good work. Your most important story is the one you tell with your character. So you make the story unleash itself without a tadpole in your head. Without a tadpole in your head. But yeah. No. I. I mean. I am. Uh, I'm excited to just explore shit. That's what I'm most excited about. And like just get, find little like sub stories, you know, throughout like little side questy stories that have interesting like narratives and stuff like that. But I am a little concerned about the main story of that game. But all that to be said, that's not what I I was just saying. Like, we're not talking about Starfield. But we ended up talking about Starfield. What I wanted to talk about <laughs> is a game called Stormgate. Okay, sorry. It starts with S. I, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yes. this one, this one. So I want to talk about this game because I didn't know the story behind this game. But this is from veteran developers of Warcraft and Starcraft in like the early days of RTS. Wow. And it's a brand new RTS game coming out. And it feels so much like let's go back to like early days Starcraft and play some freaking Starcraft shit. They even introduced in this trailer a new character that is basically the Zerg reincarnated. And I was like, this is awesome. I'm so excited for like a really good badass like futuristic freaking RTS game where I can just create a bunch of units and send people to battle and I mean I already like the this the way it looks. Yeah dude. Where's the Zerg at? It's got a it's got a whole Warcraft vibe. This is uh this is not the trailer. This is not a Gamescom trailer. Oh so we need to look at the Gamescom. Yes. Um but yeah it's uh it's very exciting. I'm looking forward this to is it. it. This is it. No nope. try it. Yeah I mean have you there been is. you played Starfield uh, Star uh Starcraft two right? Oh yeah. It, did, it was indeed. good. It was good. Yeah, it was fun. Did you ever play any of these? No, I couldn't get into them. I had okay. a friend, like, whenever I was younger, he would play them and stuff, and I would just watch. I just, just too much strategy behind it, you know? Yeah, Not they get complicated. Yeah. yeah. Just like, yeah. I feel you. Oh, I, they also brought in the chain smokers for, like, insight into this, the, the music that they're producing, which I thought was really wild and interesting and random. But it looks great. So, Stormgate, I'm very hyped on that. Cool. And then they had Alan Wake 2. Yeah. That's how they close the show out. Gameplay. Alan Wake 2. Love it. Yeah. It's coming out in October, y'all. October's going to be a mess. So soon. So soon. So soon. I got to prep myself. I got to give, give, uh, uh, I got to give them a lot of credit because they were like, you know, October is a stacked month. And why we don't need to come out before spider-man why would we want to do that you know what i mean so they were like you know what let's just push this game back 10 days so they did so now you get to play spider-man for seven days and then you get to play or so roughly seven days and then you get to jump in Alan Wake <sighs> at the tail end of the month God october 27th there's literally not enough time there's gonna be time i'm gonna make it i'm gonna figure it out i'll take a week off or something like i don't have time to finish freaking baldur's gate 3 like I don't fuck. I, I just bought that game. I know. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we will probably like stream it and stuff. So yeah, yeah, that's true. We'll be able to play with us. That'll be our stream. Like, we gotta, gotta make remnant. it. <laughs> Look, Texas Chainsaw. I don't know what we're gonna do about that. I might just push that back. Yeah, I know. I think that might. might it looks really fun. I want to play it, but, but I don't think it's worth it right now. Like, there's just too much happening, dudes. I don't wake, man. I know. I thought I thought that was so cool that they pushed it. Push it back. Like the fact that like Assassin's Creed amazing. Assassin's Creed Mirage was like, oh man, we're done with this game. Let's just release it early. So they pulled that one back like five or six days. And then so that's coming out at the beginning of the month. And then we got Spider-Man right smack dab in the middle of the month. 
And then it's like Alan Wake, the tail end of the month. Do y'all think Spider-Man... Just in time for Halloween. You think Spider-Man's storyline is going to be a lot, like, be the same amount, like, time to play? Because Spider-Man 1 was super short. I think it might be longer. You think it's going to be you're longer? Because you're playing as two different Spider-Men. Yeah. I bet you it's going to be like a 25, 30-hour game. That's what, yeah, I'm that's what it is already. Well... I think you could you could have I probably played through it like fifteen to twenty. I think I think it's going to be a freaking shit yeah. show. And you're right. You said forty. I think it's going to be forty. Forty. I don't think yeah. my wallet's ready for it. I don't think like my I, brain's it, ready for it. I'm going to take a week off somewhere. I mean, you have Craven the Hunter coming in, yeah. right? And he's going to be hunting down all these people. So you have more villains in there than normal and heroes. And, and you're going to see fucking yeah. Then you got you're playing as Miles Morales and Spider Man. Intermittently, mm-hmm. and then you know what I want to see. What's up? Because because you're talking about all the people that are going to be in it. I hope there is a cameo with Wolverine. Oh the shit! Because isn't Insomnia uh, doing yeah, the Wolverine dude, game? Oh or is it shit! THQ? That'd be huge. But it I have is a fi- Insomnia, I guess. I have a feeling that's why we haven't seen anything with Wolverine. Because I think I really think there's going to be Ooh. a cameo, and we're going to see. What, what if they are making the MCU for we're the MCU? See Wolverine fight. Venom Ooh. in Spider-Man 2. And that's what if just, we get to play as Wolverine for like, like for the, a like, hot like, minute? Like a hot demo? Yeah. Like a demo for Wolverine? Yes. Oh my god. Dude, that will just blow <laughs> up the internet. It just it just opens up like, hey, this is a demo for the Wolverine game. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Go fight Craven the Hunter. Oh, oh my man. god. That'd be wild. So yeah, Gamescom. There was there was not a lot of uh, big new stuff, but it was really cool to kind of see revisit some of these things that we've been hearing about and just get to experience some of that. And then just like the Alan Wake extended demo was great. Seeing a little bit of Stormgate, the Rebel Moon trailer was awesome. Little Nightmares three, and then some Black Myth Wukong. If you want to see everything that was announced there, you can go look online. There was a Modern Warfare three demo thing that basically looks like a mod of two and um <laughs> yes and uh yeah so there's there's a lot of other stuff out there tekken 8 had some new gameplay reveals payday 3 is gonna have iced tea yeah. i mean freaking uh they got they announced killing four three so a lot of a lot of stuff a lot of stuff mm. gamescom it's there now we just got to look forward to the game awards coming up this december Woo. Oof. it's gonna be big it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be big it's gonna big. be big it's gonna be huge is red dead redemption the conversion this is not a remaster it's not a remake it's a conversion it's not a port a conversion i just see dr evil that's what they call it conversion conversion (laughs) is it worth 50 dollars, jason i have a serious question to ask you yeah you bought this game. I did. We had a video we brought out. We're like, all this gamers. is dumb. <laughs> the remake is dead. Okay. I can't believe this. Yeah. And then Jason was like, I'm going to come out and I want to buy this game because yep. I love Red Dead Redemption. Yep. So now you've been playing it. Yep. How do you feel? Love it. <laughs> is it worth 50? I just realized. Yes, it is. Oh, whoa. What? Whoa. Yes, it is. So. Why? Okay, yeah, why? All right, so a little Break bit it down. a little bit of things about this game. It is phenomenal. Uh, I don't think the graphics need a major update. They they fixed some things in the game. Does it look visually better? Yeah, it looks visually better. Yeah. It, 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 compared to like the older style, it does. There's still like so apparently it's running 4K. 
Yeah, it's I mean, still it's it still but, looks yeah. great. And for me, for like people that haven't like actually played this game, they jumped into Red Dead Two and have like absolutely no idea what's going on. This is a good game to jump into. And the reason why Red Dead 2 is outstanding. It's amazing. But there's too much in that game. There is way too much in that Straight game. Straight up. And there's so much to like encounter in that game. But this one is very simple, but there's still enough to encounter to make it interesting. Then also, if my horse runs into something... I don't fly off of it automatically. I fucking hate that shit. You know, with this that one, me one time. yeah, like with this one, I can run into whatever. And why I say it's worth the 50 bucks, because you get two games in one. I mean, it hit me pretty hard about it because you have undead nightmare. I haven't jumped into undead nightmare because I want to follow it along with the storyline game and a DLC. But, you know, it's yeah, well, the DLC was sold separately back in the day. That's true. Yeah. So to me, it's two games in one. It's and it's a whole different game with undead nightmare. So I'm playing the game. Same world though, right? Same world. So, so yeah, it's still huge, but yeah. yeah. But like, I came to a realization whenever I was playing it, it was just like, I know why I love this game more than RDR2. It's just, just because I still have the Western feel. I still have the storyline, the deep storyline. I still have like uh, these strangers coming up to me, but I'm not uh, stuck with a hassle of worrying about eating, worrying about bathing, worrying about my horse's health worrying about this worrying about that i'm just playing a game it's too immersive is what you're saying way too immersive this one is not it's immersive to a point and i think that's what rock rockstar did very well with because you still have these weird stranger missions happen or you still have these weird encounters and stuff but with yeah. this game it's just like it's simple it brings me back to the day where i can like i can jump off of this game play Baldur's gate for a little bit and be like you know what i want to play red dead but I don't want to play Red Dead. I don't want to play Red Dead Two because that that's going to be life consuming. I can just jump in this and still get that feeling, get that storyline, get that in depth thing. Yep, I yep, think yep. that's what I enjoy the most about it. <clears throat> well, fair enough. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I I I, I, I completely agree with you with Red Dead Two. <laughs> it's, <laughs> There's so it's much, so much, but you still get that much into this game, but not like above and beyond you know what i mean yeah and this game like drew me in to other games like assassin's creed um uh fuck i lost my train of thought assassin's creed alan wake other uh, ghost of shushima this game kicked it off for me for storytelling and single player adventures like this one really like got me into games that i would normally not play and like really get immersive in the story. So me yep. going back yep. to yep. it, especially yep. coming off of Red Dead 2, I'm like, now I get to experience this. Yes, I do agree that it should have been remastered. But if it was, I think they should have kept everything basically the same, but add in missions about author and about like RDR2, what happened in those events. Mm-hmm. Because now you're listening to what's happening. You're like, there's some key all. moments like yeah. that happen that happened in rdr2 that they're comparing it to but they're not going in details about it i'm like i want to i want those details in there i kind of want that fixated into that but besides that man it's running great i ran into one issue where i t-posed on top of a horse Uh, but ever since then it's been it's been good you know it's a basic simple game before it's time whenever it came out back in that day phenomenal and to me, it's still a phenomenal storytelling game. It's still f- a fun gameplay game. And I don't feel like missions get repetitive for me either. 
You know, I still can just jump in. I can go do some bounties. I can go do like, go hunt some things. I still can do all this other stuff, go treasure hunting, but like, it's not as immersive as simple. Yeah. And for fans of RDR two, I highly recommend if you never played this is to pick this up and then like hands down the undead nightmare DLC is worth it alone because that game is fucking bonkers bananas fun so well i think i know why they did 50 50 dollars yeah because you do high right you do it high you're gonna have people who love this game like you Mm -hmm. they're gonna pay 50 bucks yeah so they get those people who pay 50 bucks then they're gonna decrease the price probably around black friday yeah and you're going to get it for like 40 bucks or something, or maybe even 45, so a little less. So someone who was on the edge is going to be like, oh, well, I'll get it now. It's cheaper. And then eventually it's going to, it's going to drop in price to the point where it's probably $30, like it is now for if you get the Xbox copy. Um, you can play on the Xbox One S. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll get those people mm-hmm. eventually. So I think it's a strategic move to make as much pot money as possible, which everything is these days. So yeah. I think that's the plan. But I could be wrong. Maybe it just stays fifty for the next like five years. I don't know. Could be. That's Rockstar. Who knows? Yeah. Well, well not it's Rockstar. Not. It's two K. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. I mean, you're right. Like, I kind of want to pick this up again. <laughs> like, but it, I'm gonna wait until it's cheaper. What sucks about this game? Because I played it so many different times. Is like the first couple of missions are like super fucking slow. Uh, because you're like it's tutorial stuff. You're learning yeah, how to yeah. ride a horse. Well, you're Jeez. learning how to like. Uh, Wrangler horse, and you're doing missions with Bonnie, like herding cows into an area and all that stuff. That's like the slowest part. But once you get past it, you, you know you're getting into it, getting into the story, and like actually learning things about this world. It's just it's fun. Yeah, you know, I agree, man. And, I mean, just looking at it, I mean, it's bringing it all back. <laughs> it looks great, in my own opinion. Like for a port or whatever they're calling this. A conversion? What, what was it? Conversion. Conversion. I mean, it, well, for how old the game is too. I mean, it's holds up well. Holds up really it holds well. Holds up really despite well. GTA normal games. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I am, I am not disappointed in it at all. Like, if you guys aren't playing a game, or if I'm like not in the mood to play a game, and I just want to like play something, this is what I turn to. Yeah. Yep. yep you yep. know. And I'm ready. I'm excited to get to the point because I'm waiting to get to the point where I, I find my family and I have a house. And that's when I jump into Undead because that's where the story picks up in Undead Nightmare. And I'm going to jump into Undead and like kill off all these zombie hordes and then jump back into the game and finish it and then finish off Undead Nightmare. Yeah. So I agree with you, though, about RDR. I mean, that's why I fell off of RDR, too. And I want to get back in and play it because, I mean, it's a beautiful game and stuff like that. But I did feel like it was a little too immersive. Yes, and and uh, I'm worried GTA Six is gonna. I'm seeing some rumors about that I one. I'm worried concerned. it's gonna have that same problem because mm-hmm. it's like there. I see. I feel like there is a point where too much realism to real life is just it's just work at that point. You yep. know, you play a game to escape real life, and if you're gonna make me take care of my body in the game and have to you know slow down and rest and find food and this that whatever, I'm like I don't want to have to do all this like the game should do that for me so I can focus on the fun stuff, which is like the combat and the story and mm-hmm. this, that, whatever. But yeah, it might be something I want to, I might, I might re- revisit. I was, so I still have a big problem with the price point because I was doing some research while you were talking about this. Okay. And so they have a game of the year edition for Xbox one and Xbox 360 
that has this game and Undead Nightmare, thirty bucks. Yeah, and you can play it on Xbox. Some of us was playing on the Xbox. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the it's same game. Yeah, yeah. Is it like is everything the same? The is lighting it? is going to yeah. be different. Lighting will be different. Maybe, but that's but only. That's I'm playing the only on Series thing. X though, so it's gonna. It should be like up res a little bit. <clears> well, it does I mean, have the, tech to up res the the stuff, but it won't be the same as this port because the port does have some adjustments made to it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just weird. Like I don't know why. Well, PlayStation why do doesn't do have it either. That's another thing. Yeah, like PlayStation doesn't have. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, and that's why. Like, that's the right, main so this is what it. this is what it looked like on 360. Wow, it actually looks really good. Yeah, yeah. and then that's uh, Xbox One. Yeah, which so does, which looks good. Not much different. Yeah, I wonder what it looks like on the 360. Switch. It looks oh, a lot wow. better. I mean, look it looks at that. Good. The anti-aliasing is like and that's thirty the roof. bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's thirty like, bucks. Well, good for you people that have an Xbox. All right, what do you want from me? I'm just saying. I'm just like, why did they release it for? Twenty dollars more on just a different platform because they're tr- gonna make all the money they can off nostalgia. Yeah, pretty much. It's assholes. I know. I know. Swear to God. And like at first, I felt like I'm just doing this for nostalgia, but like I'm actually like really enjoying myself. Oh yeah, it's still a great game. Yeah. So yeah, Brett. So yeah, if anybody has an Xbox, just go get the Xbox yes. 360 Game of the Year Edition if you can find it. And boom, it's on Amazon it should be right on. now for thirty bucks. Yeah, boom, there you yeah. go. Is so, it not on like their store or anything? Oh yeah, it's on their store. I mean, oh. it's it's like not off the market. It's available. Yeah, you just go buy it. And it looks really good on Xbox One X. And it looks really good on PlayStation Five. Like that's what I'm playing on right now, and I am not disappointed. But like, I mostly recommend this for people that never played the game. Like, if you play, if you if the first one you played was RDR two, and you're like, I want to know what happens continuing forward highly recommend it it's worth it and then the undead nightmare mode is just fucking bonkers and i love that game so much i feel like i need to go back to it just can you know so in this do i have to play no undead Ni- okay so i can jump straight you can in jump straight nightmare. into undead nightmare yeah, they actually have two different modes they have two I different modes for uh red dead redemption you can play normal or hardcore i'm playing in normal i don't know what hardcore i don't know the difference and then, or you can just jump into Undead Nightmare. Got but it. for me, for like storyline wise, because uh, Undead Nightmare happens whenever you find your family and stuff, and Uncle gets bit by a zombie and bites your family, and then you gotta you tie up your family. Like I'm, I'm gonna go find a cure. We're, we're gonna get you guys fixed. So that's Marston's main job, and it just goes like fucking just off the rails crazy, and I love it. Lord. <laughs> and then you can find like the the. Four horses of apocalypse. You can find the fifth horse, which is a unicorn, shoots rainbows out of its ass. I like that. Fucking yeah. amazing. Love it. Well, there you have it. Red Dead Redemption. Conversion. Conversion. Is it worth 50 bucks? According to Jason. Yes, it, it is. is for me. Pick it, it up. It is. Red it Dead was. Redemption plus the Undead Nightmare. Available now on PS4. It plays on PS5 and it's on Switch. You can take it with you wherever you want to go. Also at Gamescom Opening Night Live, we had some new features drop. New video featurettes of Cyberpunk 2077. Phantom Liberty is coming out this September. It's their new paid DLC, but they were very clear to mention, even if you don't buy the DLC, you can take advantage of Cyberpunk 2.0. Ooh. Ooh-wee. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Shut uh, up, Siri. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> Siri's listening to me. Uh, like, so... Uh-huh. The question here really is going to be, with these new changes, will this be enough to bring us back? 
We brought out a video recently that was like, will Phantom Liberty bring us back? But now it's like, will these updates to the game be like, I might have to jump back into it and revisit it. Will Jason jump back into it? No. Will Austin jump back into it? Let's talk about the updates, and then we'll kind of answer that question here at the end. So you got to watch the whole video to find out more. But first up, most importantly, I want to mention the biggest change I think they showcased in this video for 2.0 is the redesigned cyberware and perk system, Okay, which I think is pretty huge. So... Like, literally, there's nothing the same about the perk system as it was before. It looks so much better. Well, it's like instead of that branching pathway thing, it's just like the the up and down. Yeah, up and down, a vertical. You might go back and pause on that. I want to see that. Boom. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it makes sense now. It's like, okay, you got your cool section. You just, you go down, you got them branch. It kind of reminds you of Marvel's Avengers, actually, a little bit. A little bit, a little branchy branch going on. You're right. But I'm so happy that they like redesigned the system. I kind of wish I had waited to finish the game until the system came out. That's what happened to one of my friends, Gunner. Yeah, yeah. He was just like, I don't know if I should keep playing or just wait till it drops because they're supposed to change it. I was like, fuck it, dude, keep playing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, just go yeah, back and like, play it again. It, Jason. Yeah, yeah you know? pretty much. Um, it's uh, So I was talking to um, my friend Nick the other day who's also playing through this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said he's played through it three times now. And he built three different characters, three different builds. And I didn't I never thought about like builds being like an important factor to this, although yeah. there is the capability for it to exist. I just it never felt like the game kind of supported that, like a Baldur's Gate does, for example, with like how different they all are. But he was like he's got like a melee focus one, he's got one that's all like all guns, all blazing, and he's got one that's heavily focused on like hacking stuff. So it's just like all he does is just goes around and hacks shit. And he doesn't really have to like fight people as much. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now with this redesign, it's going to be a lot easier and more conducive to allowing for that, which I'm very hmm. excited about. Um, and then uh, there's also, um, uh, so the cyber cybernetics has been changed a lot too. So that's all a different new system, which looks a lot easier to manage than it did before, which I'm excited about. So, cause I never really touched the cyberware that often. Cause I felt like, the game didn't guide you towards new cyberware parts as much. Like you had to go find it like really a dock, no, yeah. dock or whatever. And, yeah. And then by the time you get there, it's like, okay, they got like three of them. And like, I, I wish they had like, Oh, I want to change my right arm out. Cause it's the one I shoot with. So now it like has faster PP fire rate. Yeah. They're like, Oh, and I want my left arm to be stronger. Cause I'm going to ha- hold a melee weapon in there while I fight. Something like that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm going to change my legs out because I want them to be faster, so now I'm faster, and I'm going to change my brain out because I want to be smarter and not stupider. And I want to change my butt out so I can cut off them big old turds real quick. There you go. That's exactly right. <laughs> Put a rocket exactly in there. <laughs> <laughs> butt oh knives. God. Butt knives. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Hibachi. <laughs> Hibachi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. turds. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. That's well, what it that's is. It's shit. It is. <laughs> um, another new thing, I think, is uh, uh, this relic section skill tree. It's a relic skill tree, basically. Yes. Which this seems brand new. Like, it was not there. It was yeah. not there. It's like illithid powers from yeah. Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, it's like illithid powers. So uh, it refers to the chip that you have in your head. Um, embedded in the skull and this update you can access abilities granted by the relic and they were showing things where it was like you can like launch for you can like pick people up and throw them at people and you can like launch in there and like drop down and do some crazy like AOE kind of like blat it's like you got superpowers now 
Like it's kind of crazy and it's kind of awesome. Like the that's it's about a whole time. Other level. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see what that entails. Okay. Um, there's a combat overhaul, so everything's completely different in the combat. Um, upgrade enemy AI with more dynamic attacks and gruesome melee moves. Oh, so combat moves. Players can deflect bullets with swords and even throw enemies at other enemies, as we mentioned earlier. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then uh, the vehicles. Um, have changed a lot. So you can now shoot out of your car, which is like, holy shit. Can't believe vehicle that. combat. Look at that. <laughs> Ooh. You can, you can even also, hack the vehicles oh. to explode and shit. Yeah. Dude. Hack them to explode. You can hack them to like drive off the course and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. So that makes it very interesting. And then revamp police. So the police are actually going to do shit now, About which time. I thought they were already putting that update in the game, but I guess they never brought it out I, yet. No, I think, Police did get a revamp, but it's not. It wasn't significant to this level. enough. Yeah, and people are like, "This is stupid." Yeah, but yeah. Now they put up roadblocks. Uh, looks like uh, if you're a big enough threat, you have like the big. So it's almost SWAT like team people. Yeah, yeah. The Mac there. Tech is what they call them. They're yeah, elite squad with heavier firepower. Yeah. So I was looking at this and I was like, "Ah, this actually might be good." Yeah. So I'm curious to know how much it changes, and I think it's good that you know you told. Uh, Gunner to play through it because I think it's good to be like okay this is what it was like before and then go back and play it again and be like oh yeah it's basically like playing a sequel almost you know like a sequel to this game yeah so so I'm curious to know if it's good enough like what they have here is going to bring me back yeah I want to try it out yeah but is it going to be well is it going to play well enough where it's like I'm going to keep I'm going to beat this game because I don't think I probably not you should just see a bunch of people t-posing yeah (laughs) That would be the worst. I mean, I will say, I mean, I never encountered many bugs when I played, when I just went back and finished it. Like it was, it was running pretty smooth. The only problem was there were still performance issues, but yeah. that was just because I had it turned up all the way and I had to right. drop it down yeah. a little bit. But right. the, uh, the game was running pretty smoothly overall, except for like that one, there was one side quest I did that I had to fight this guy. And then whenever I started the brawl to do the fight, I got locked into this like circle, mm-hmm. but the brawl never started. The guy wouldn't fight me. Okay, I did have actually a lot of bugs. I told you guys about. I forgot because then I told you guys about that one boss that I was supposed to like it's go through this the door. And I could go through the door, it's and then feature. the boss was like it's standing off in a corner, looking at the wall, and I was like, "What the fuck, man?" Yeah, but I had a few I don't bugs. Know. I don't think I had like a lot of them. Yeah, I am really hyped though. Get back in this world, and I mean, I, I, I really, genuinely, despite all the problems, love this game, and I think it's a. I mean, this is the type of game I like to play. I'm not in the whole fantasy stuff as much as like. This futuristic techy stuff. It's not. It's not like old it's fantasy. Really. Futuristic fantasy. It's like future fantasy. This is science fiction. Fantasy is still fantasy. Oh, fantasy is just classified as magic. Yes, yeah. yes. Fantasy is magic old. and dragons. I've seen a fantasy is old. You know. Yeah. It's like. Would you call Mass Effect fantasy? Yes. Okay. Well, it's sci-fi fantasy. There's magic yeah. powers. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I just. Then what do you? Then how do you? Then what, how would you classify them like Dragon Age? Like what? What is that? It's fantasy. Okay, then Mass Effect. Fantasy. It's all fake. Then how do you determine the difference between the two? Well, one's futuristic one's sci-fi. Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. One's, and then uh, what's the description of Mass or Dragon Age? Uh, medieval fantasy. But it's not medieval. Is it not? It's not like castles and shit. There's castles. Not in always. There? Not in some games like Dragon Age or Baldur's Gate may not have castles. What if it doesn't have castles? <laughs> That's what what, wait, why does medieval have to be castles? 
Because it's medieval age. <laughs> that's what that's what that era was. Medieval. It's like castles and shit. Anyway, I'm this is not like gonna be solved here. This is not know. gonna be solved right now. I, love I don't know. I'm don't just know. fucking with you, dude. <laughs> I know, but I'm like trying to fit like ser- like seriously so, though. Wait, like, what would you classify cyberpunk as? Science fiction. Okay, so sci-fi fantasy. That's well, what it is. I was called. No, sci-fi. I, don't, I wouldn't say sci-fi fantasy because there's no magic. I don't think fantasy. No, you guys fantasy are missing. Fantasy is magic. I think fantasy is like magic. Yes, fantasy is like fiction. Okay, look, know. we're gonna solve this after this segment, but um, <laughs> okay, we'll yes. solve it after. <laughs> so you're not gonna play this again? Oh fuck no! It has <laughs> what's Mr. Elba in it? Yeah, I love that man to death. I know. I want to play his content. To death. I know. But no. Well, and it's supposed to be like stealth and stuff. <laughs> not that much. Like, not this that this much. game is gonna be like Splinter Cell. It's gonna be like Splinter Cell vibe. It's like a stealth, like uh, action thriller. Interesting. Or like oh. a, a espionage spy. I see thriller. you have fantasy pulled out. What are, what are you? I do. It's the power or process of creating especially unrealistic or improbable mental images in response to a psychological need. What? Yeah. So well, that's fake. The first definition of fantasy. Fantasy. This is imaginative fake. fiction featuring especially strange settings and grotesque characters. Right. Fantasy. There's no no cyberpunk. This, is fantasy. Yeah, but this isn't strange though. This is just normal. That's true. That's it true. is strange. Who who had what? This is rude in reality, man. I hate you both. Yes. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I think well, stay tuned because we're gonna find out if it was <laughs> if it's worth playing again. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. uh, do you feel it's gonna bring you back? Awesome. Like I said, everything here. I'm going to play it again yeah. to see if it's good. And if I do like it, I'll probably get the DLC. Yeah. But I'm not going to get the DLC yet. Until you know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fair. 100 plus new items. The new know, cars are pretty sick too. I'm excited. I mean, I the car Johnny, that you can spin around and just shoot everybody with? Like, oh, holy yeah. crap. I found Johnny Silverhand's car in the game. Nice. It's his Porsche and it's super sick. I had to like do a special side quest where you like go around and do some stuff and then you have to like, you find out that there was like this, uh, a shipping container over somewhere and if you go to pull the shipping container down and open it up it's got the keys to johnny silverhand's car just like inside because some guy stole it and oh, was about nice. to put it on a ship and get rid of it nice and uh, so, i found it i was like fuck yeah look at you it's awesome dude so good some news just recently came out the playstation handheld device that previously did not have a name that sony unveiled that was like basically like a nintendo wii looking device wii u device you know for your home now has a name, it's got a price, and it's got a release date. This is going to be called PlayStation Portal. That is Ooh. Sony's new handheld gaming device. Ooh. It is launching this year, and it is priced at $199. Hmm. It'll be $200. So the really important thing about this is that previously when we first saw this device, it was like, okay, it's a little device. It's basically a screen with a controller attached to it. Yeah that will let you play your games in your house. And we're like, this is dumb because it's like, okay, it's what you need to be on your Wi-Fi. You got to play your game, whatever. Well, news has come out, or maybe it's just correction, but you can take this game, this system with you somewhere else and still play games. But what it does is it streams games from your PlayStation. So your PlayStation does have to be on, probably in sleep mode, I would imagine, still is fine. But it streams from your PlayStation wherever you are. So but you still need a Wi-Fi connection good. with the device. Yeah. You still need a Wi-Fi somewhere. So yeah. you, I could be at Austin's house uh, streaming from my home PlayStation. Um, I'm trying to figure out if that would be good or not. That's the tricky part. 
Um, so some of the specs, mm-hmm. um, it runs all the games installed on your console, comes with an 8-inch LCD display with 1080p resolution and 60 frames per second. I'm okay with that. The sides are controller, the identical controllers to the DualSense. Mm-hmm. They will have haptic feedback and full adaptive triggers. Okay, cool. Um, I like it. And uh, yeah, so you'll be able to swiftly jump around. The device, however, will not have Bluetooth. And will connect with recently this is announced. Deja vu for some reason. Yeah, um, but uh, it won't have Bluetooth. But it will connect with the recently announced Sony's Pulse Explorer earbuds and the Pulse Elite headset. There's also a 3.5 millimeter jack that'll let you connect your own earphones to the device. Um, and the both headphones have the lossless audio from the PS5 and PlayStation Portal using our new PlayStation Link wireless technology. So there's no Bluetooth, but they have their own wireless tech. Hmm. So if you want to have Bluetooth, you need to buy their $200 headbud earbuds mm-hmm. in order to play it, or their big over-the-ear mm. earbuds they mm. already have. I feel like they're losing money here. So here's the thing. I remember yeah. I bought the PS Vita. Yes. I think that's, that's the one with the two joysticks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I bought it, yeah. and uh, you buy the game separately, you mm-hmm. know. So I bought Borderlands 2 for it. Mm-hmm. I can play it on the go and play it. Nice. Whenever I come back... I can connect it to my PlayStation 4. I think it was PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, whichever one. I think it was 3. And whatever progress I made on that carried over to that. That's cool. So I can play, continue my progression Mm -hmm. on my PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Why can't I download a game I already have purchased from my PlayStation and play it like no shit on the go without a Wi-Fi connection? Come back, connect back, and do the same thing. Because they don't want that. They want That's you to play stupid. the PlayStation. Well, it's probably just the, yeah, it's just... They want you on the PlayStation. Extra. <laughs> Is it but just, I am on the PlayStation. <laughs> it's just a peripheral. So they don't want to be the Switch for some reason, which I, I guess I get that. Um, because... So you would have to... They couldn't make a Switch... For the price of a Switch. How much is a Switch right now? 300 bucks? 300 bucks. Okay, yeah. I feel like Switch is actually losing money to some degree if you buy a Switch from mm-hmm. Nintendo. They would literally have to charge you $500 probably because you got to have the battery, which they talk about the battery on there. Uh, we don't have a battery. Really no, going but from what specs. I've heard, people that have been using it say that it's pretty comparable to the just the battery life of your DualSense controller. Oh, that's not long at all. Yeah. That might be like a few days. What, the DualSense controller? Yeah. It lasts for a hot minute. Does it? I guess for the time, like I guess over a week of me using it, because I use it, I put it down, I use it, I put it down. I'm not like consistently using it. So by, like oh. there comes a point where it's like, oh, this is low battery, I need to charge it. So like mm. the times I actually use it, I guess I can get like a whole day, maybe two days use out of it. Before I get at least like, three, I think. Okay. Three days use. Which isn't horrible. Oh. And if it's just a peripheral, that's good. But they would have to have good battery life. They'd have to find a way to have small storage, and then they'd have to vent the thing yeah. so it doesn't get too hot. And then, I mean, yeah, that's going to be like 500 bucks. Yeah, I guess so. I just, I, for me, like for something to be mobile, I shouldn't have a connection to anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't, I mean, this could be useful for me like going to a hotel. And that's another thing with PlayStation, like, I don't know what it is about them because you guys remember whenever I deployed, I was staying in a hotel and I brought my PlayStation with me. Yep. I tried to connect the PlayStation to the internet hotel, but the browser is locked and you can't open up the browser to connect to the hotel through oh the PlayStation 5. 
Yeah. And for some reason, PlayStation 5 always has the browser locked. And I don't know how to unlock it or anything like that. I don't know That's if there's a new update, when, mm. but whatever. So if I take this device and I go to a hotel or something expecting to play, and I can't connect because I can't even get on the internet to connect to mm. accept, mm. then I just brought a fucking device with me and it's a brick. I would figure they would figure it like that. They would make exceptions if that's the case. Yeah, you would think. Uh, yeah, but I don't. I don't know if they fixed that feature yet or not. I don't know what their Anyways. plan is, but this could be a good step for them to pivot with the console generally. Yeah. So if this sells well. It's, you know, the Vita didn't last very long. I don't know how long it lasted, but I know people were furious that they were getting rid of the Vita. If this is successful, maybe they come out with another peripheral that you could take some games on the go. I like the design of it. Yeah, yeah it looks good. Yeah, it looks good. Eight inches, I like 10 how it's like I don't an think actual that's bad. Con- like an actual controller, you know, because yeah, the Switch, switch is kind of like, you know. Performance, as long as you don't have bad... They say you need at least a five megabit per second connection, which oh. is not a lot. Yeah, um, that's like so, most places. Now. And I mean, I've, I've, I mean, when we were down at South by Southwest, I pulled up Fortnite on my iPhone on Wi-Fi in the freaking tent and was able to play it through cloud streaming on the nice. Game Pass thing. So I'm like, this is basically their answer to Xbox's cloud streaming, yeah. which doesn't get a give cool you a peripheral. Device. Yeah, you get a cool peripheral. I just oh. wish it wasn't. I kind of wish it was like a little bit cheaper. Like, I feel like really? $200 is still a lot for a device that doesn't let you play games on it. Yeah, I kind of agree with them. Like, I think it should be. I mean, I'm surprised the the, it's not more expensive. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's basically a controller with a little with screen. With a screen, yeah. You yeah. know, and it's yeah, like, you're right, you're you know, right. the controller is, what, and, 70 bucks? Yeah. I think if this was, like, 150 I'd be like, okay, 150 would good. be reasonable. I'm curious, like, curious how well it's going to work. Yeah. That's the thing we'd have to even, get it and try it. Even with remote play, want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Even with the remote I could play, play at work now, if I got yeah. this. Yeah, you could play on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing too is just what sucks about it is not having the Bluetooth. Like I hate that they're making you buy a separate set of earbuds. So really, yeah, that's if kind you of go all in, you're paying four hundred dollars for this yeah. thing to have audio device if an you, audio yeah, device plus, unless you just want to plug in. 3. I would 5, just get a freaking three point five, three point five, plug it in. Yeah. I mean, we have, some, worth it. we have extra ones here if we want yeah, to yeah. take some. It seems light enough that it's, you know, it's pretty easy to kind of transport. So one cool feature I would hope maybe they Is have. Is it touch screen? probably don't. No. Okay. I don't no, think so. Good. If you could like plug this into your TV and have like a mirrored thing. That way it's like, oh, I'm at work or wherever. Here's a oh, TV. Oh, you mean like, uh, like just if you don't in. have your PlayStation with yeah, you, you're you like, take hey, it I'm on the go. Else. I want to play on a bigger screen. Can I just plug it in without having to dock? Because I feel like... Oh, I see. I feel like you. I would kind of just go to, can we get a dock for this so we can charge it? and So your PlayStation can stay at home and you can be like at a at a hotel or at an Airbnb exactly. and you can actually just like, like oh, I just want to play something. I just want to play something. Here we go. Click, click. Yeah. And it's easy to travel with. I mean, if that's not the case, you know, it'd be great if you just be like, hey, I have to plug this into the wall so I have a long cord mm-hmm. to my place to this thing. And then yeah, be I nice. have another be cord cool. that goes to yeah, the actual TV. Because, like, I wouldn't mind playing with this. Yeah, no, I wouldn't mind either. I, I just want what I really want is that old feature from the Vita where I, I can even download one game, maybe two, onto this. Instead of like stream it, download it on there and play it, and then whenever I'm actually connected to the Wi-Fi location, it will actually save my progression. That's what I kind of want. 
they could get to that honestly that's what it, i think that i, I think they that need, will be a big selling point for me i would most definitely get it then i think they need to this has to be successful for us to get to that point but i mean with cloud gaming everything gets cheaper and you know maybe eventually there's a you get to buy a sim card or something you know how the oh yeah like because uh, the uh that apple ipads you know you can do it where they have wi-fi connected mm-hmm. into it and it costs more but mm-hmm. you can play it wherever you know i mean this is going to have built-in wi-fi anyway but you know um oh yeah the gps thing that's what i'm talking about like mm-hmm. you can get a service plan for your actual ipad so you can use it wherever whenever you don't need to be tied to wi-fi yeah because land parties would be great with this yeah, this know? would be just great fucking yeah. just come over yeah we'll, we'll play this yeah I mean, I'm, I'm definitely more knowing the fact that I can take it outside my house is a huge, it's a, before I was like, I don't give a shit. And right, now I'm right. like, no, this actually could make a lot of sense. But still you're limited Where's even if video? you take it outside your house because you need a Wi-Fi connection. But I mean, pretty much everywhere has got Wi-Fi now. That's like, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm very rarely ever on LT unless, I mean, I'm not going to go camping with this thing. You know what I mean? Like true. I'll be at a place now. Granted, if you Start were Wi-Fi. able to go camping with it, that's the thing. If you were yeah. able to like save a game on there, like I said, and go camping with it and then bring it back and everything's connected and it saves your progression, then yeah, that would be outstanding. Yeah. It will save your progression. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I, I, it's, I that's feel like cool. we're going to, I'm worried about the connectivity because you know, like with the switch, when you're out somewhere that you have to connect to public Wi-Fi. It doesn't have the browser built into it the right way, so it's like unless you can easily connect to the thing. If you're in a hotel, Wi-Fi or whatever, it and has that's to pop what I was the saying. Or whatever, yeah. yeah. It's like, will this have that support? I don't, I don't think it, it will because the PlayStation Five doesn't have it. Yeah, it well, has a, a browser. Web, in there, it has a browser, but, it's but you can, it's not great at all. You yeah. can't you can't connect to a hotel Wi-Fi at all with that. Yeah, so that's that's gonna be a problem for sure. Yeah, it's like I can't Hopefully just go to like can. a Starbucks, you know, and well, just like I wonder, pop up and. You can just use your phone as the as the Wi-Fi. I tried that. Well, it'd be a little different, I feel like. Yeah. If you only need a 5 megabit connection with this thing, you can get that with this, can't oh, you? Yeah. yeah you well, could. you did try using your phone? I tried to use my phone for the PlayStation 5. Yeah. <sighs> no. Well, I think that's different. It's pulling way more than just 5 megabytes. True. Well, I, would I mean, assume. they say 5 megabytes, megabit, but who, who knows? It's going to be like, that's probably still like minimum. that's Yeah, okay, minimal. Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah, connecting yeah. to another source. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. It is a cool looking device. I might buy one. I mean, it's, it's, che- it's not cheap enough. It's still $200. Fucking yeah, but yeah. it's low enough to where I'm like, okay, you know, I could. I can splurge a little bit. Look at it. Out, try it out. See if it's good. Review on the podcast. Donate patreon.com. Let me play with it a little bit. Please. You know, I see what you're saying. Out. If it was half the price of a Switch, this is like a no-brainer. Like, yeah. Oh, we're yeah, gonna yeah, get yeah, this. yeah. We're yeah. going to get this. But I do agree with you. I like the fact that if they do have this, you can. Uh, they should come out with like a docking system. So if you are somewhere uh, somewhere else, you can just connect it there and still like... That would be cool. That yeah. would be super cool and convenient. Yeah. Well, the other thing that somebody else mentioned here that I think it makes a lot of sense because earlier when Joe was on here a little bit ago, uh, before you came here, Austin, he said he's been using GeForce Now. He oh, subscribed yeah. to GeForce Now, oh, okay. Which the he was talking about the technology of it, and I, it's it re, it requires you to own the games, but mm-hmm. the way it operates is it doesn't stream from your home console for mm-hmm. those games. It streams off of a badass computer in a server center somewhere. Wow! So you're paying sixteen dollars a month to stream from a computer that's got the best forty series graphic card, 
the best RAM, the best everything. And as long as your internet connection is good, it's going to stream that back to you. That's the direction I think they should have gone here is why is this not PlayStation, PlayStation now? Yeah. Yeah. PlayStation now is streaming. Like, yeah. Yeah. Leverage that system, which does pull from a badass system. So that way you're not having to rely on your potentially bad internet connection at your house to play this thing. You just have to rely on one Wi-Fi, but not but, two. Yeah. But wouldn't that, co- I mean, at the, yeah. Well, they're already they're already providing the service. It's true. As long as you pay for that version of play. Okay. But I mean, that's enough. one of their selling points of this is that you don't have to have a PlayStation Plus subscription. You use right. this device. That's, that's what I'm thinking. So you can buy this device for two. But I guess I wonder theoretically, but again, it's just, I w- like, if I'm paying for the, the premium package of mm-hmm. PlayStation Plus, yes. let me use this as a dedicated streaming device yes. and not connect to my home Wi-Fi. Bypass that. Right. That would be worth the 200 bucks, I think. Yeah. You know? Because then it's yeah. just a portable streaming device. You know? But I'm surprised that they but didn't wait, take what are you, what are you that. connecting to then? Are well, you talking about, oh, it's coming to like a the, server The server farm. center. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they already have that. If you buy the highest version of PlayStation Plus, mm-hmm. it comes with PlayStation Now. I got you. Which is streaming from a server farm. I got you. At home, you're pulling just from your Wi-Fi. Right. With this, it should right, also right, do the right, same. Right, but instead, right, I have to right. go from my Wi-Fi at Starbucks to my Wi-Fi at home to that server center yeah. to be able to stream. Right. So you're going through way too many things. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm curious how the lag works, too. I'm sure there might be some lag. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. This is definitely a lot better than we thought. I remember they just kind of blew it off. Here's Project Q. It's the thing. Handheld device. Okay. <laughs> We're like, what? Yay. They just yeah. got to throw that out there. What do you think of the name? PlayStation Portal. It's cool. I like it. I thought we never mind you it. put it up yeah. on the thing. I thought it was about the uh, uh, Portal. Uh, yeah, me game. too. I got me excited. Yeah. I was like, I was what? Like, what? I didn't see that. No, I do like the name, though. I think it's, I think it's a pretty good name. Um, Stepping the, Stone. Yeah. It really is. So... We'll see. There you go. PlayStation Will Portal. Will you want to buy it? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We don't have a specific date for this yet, though. It's just end of the year. Later this year. So. Interesting. Interesting. We'll see what happens. PlayStation Portal. Check it out. Let us know what you think about it in the comments below. Now, before we jump into the video game releases of the week, we want to give a big, huge thanks to Joe again for stopping by the podcast. Thank you, Joe, for coming out. Thanks for having me. Always a blast. <laughs> for those that don't know you and what you do where can we find you at on the internet so on the internet i can be found at nerdsloth.com i used to do a podcast that was cartoon boom that was one that we did for seven years something like that probably longer sadly um and uh, we recently ended that one to start a new show which is the nerd sloth podcast which is essentially just us talking about things also cartoons but then video games or comics, or whatever nerdy thing we're doing at the time. So it's just a lot more open. Uh, We got a lot of people who jumped over from one show to the other, so we've got an audience there already. But the more people listen to it, the better. If you like nerdy things, we probably talk about it at some point. Yeah. Yeah, Last time y'all did all Bartles Gate the whole time. Because that's my obsession. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, I need to listen to that one. Yeah. It's, It's very solid. I enjoyed it. Um, Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate having you here. And for those that are uh, excited about what's coming up, we have some very exciting games to talk about. So look forward to the next few weeks. Let's talk about our upcoming video game releases, one of which is already here. We talked about in this podcast. It's Baldur's Gate 3, but I had to mention that on the 3rd, it is available for PS5. 
So if you have a PS5, Very you nice. can now pick up Baldur's Very Gate nice. 3 on console. Xbox, they did finally confirm it will be coming out by the end of the year. That surprises me. Yeah, well, they had an, so they had an issue with Xbox Series S. And oh. that's why it was delayed, because it was having performance issues, and they want to make sure the performance is good across the board. Yeah, because I heard about this. The problem is they're trying to make it where, or there's some kind of legal thing where you cannot release a game for the Xbox Series X or whatever the... A better one is mm-hmm. unless it's also compatible with the S yes. and because <laughs> like the multiplayer was having issues on the S they couldn't release it for the X either because they had to fix it for the S so it's because of the pre the, the lesser of the systems that it's holding back the main ones. <laughs> so what the fuck? Yeah, they kind of so screwed up with that, I think. This is that time where it's just like, okay, should they have brought out that, that S version? Because, I mean, it did sell a lot of copies, yeah. but it's just like it's struggling with a lot of games. And that's it's the split screen specifically that is not mm. working on the S. Oh. So they finally they decided. Do that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you can have four player split screen on, yeah, on Baldur's Gate. Wow. Yeah, local. Yeah. I don't know if I um, want that. Um, so now so they hard. are completely eradicating split screen from the S version and they're just releasing two SKUs and one's going to be the full mm. Baldur's Gate and the other one will be Baldur's Gate minus split screen. So they just are like, screw it and give up on that. There you so. go. There you go. Um, but then also on the 6th, Starfield is arriving. Can you play that? I am. Now that okay. I know it's not multiplayer, though, I'm going to approach it differently because I thought I was going to play with friends. I know. That's what I thought, <laughs> I too. I was like, like yeah. are we going to have you back sooner than later? I mean, mm, you play. Maybe. Yeah, if that becomes my new obsession, then definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be on Xbox Series X and PC uh, exclusively. So I'm sorry to PlayStation fans out there. You do not get to play this game. You have to buy it on PC or Xbox or on Game Pass. They have it on Game Pass. So this is the year 2330 where humanity has ventured beyond our solar system, settling new planets and living as spacefaring people. You'll join Constellation, the last group of space explorers seeking rare artifacts throughout the galaxy and navigate the vast expanse of space in Bethesda Game Studios' biggest and most ambitious game. And I heard the other day that modders will be able to, they have modding tools that let you make new planets in this game. Oh, wow. Jeez. So it's going to become big. the new... Um no Man's Sky? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> you knew what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It already looks like it. Yeah. yeah. That first gameplay bit. video we better. saw. Yeah. But yeah. it's got full-blown stories. But can you talk to a sheep who is a goblin in disguise? I'm TBD. TBD. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. There's some weird stuff in here for sure. So we'll see. The biggest question is, can I take it to bed? Oh, uh, you can romance a lot of people in this game, too. From we'll what see. <laughs> yeah. You just have your PC next to you. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Come here. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so that's going to wrap up our show this week. Be sure and check us out in two weeks for more from your favorite video game podcast. If you guys like what you hear, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And don't forget, you can join us at twitch.tv slash theinnergamercast each and every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. You can also join us in on the conversation on our Discord channel. Check out the show notes or the link. If you want to support our show, you can donate on our website at theinnergamer.net. All donations go towards making the podcast, videos, streams even better. And as always, if you cannot contribute monetarily, please take time to share this episode with a friend, family member, or loved one. The more eyes we get in front of our content, the faster we grow, and it helps more you know. So thank you for your continued support. I'm Moss Morales. I'm Brayton Oski. And I'm Jason Hobbs. And I'm oh, Joseph Lambert. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the New Gamer Podcast. Catch you guys next time. Podcast out. <laughs>